0: warning explicit content listener discretion is advised hi everybody welcome back to the muse podcast this is the last episode of the season episode 14 Uh, our guests are the screen normally i'd say briggs and i welcome back to the barn Briggs does not get to be the co-host of this particular episode because Briggs is in the screen. That's why we thought it would be really cool to bring the screen on for the last podcast. We're also not at the barn. We're at BB3 Audio. Thank you very much, Bob, for letting us come into your place and uh, do a remote recording for this uh, sort of special episode. Who's co-hosting? Fan favorite Eric Froberg is back to co-host this particular episode. So let me set the scene. Uh, BB3 is this beautiful studio. There's sort of like an upstairs recording area. The guys uh, go up there, record. They walk down the stairs, pick up the mics, talk, go back up. They do three tunes. Those of you who are into the guitar are in for a willy tweet (laughs) A tweet It's hard to do that. (laughs) It's like Wild Stallions in this. Uh, Anyway, so... These guys are a guitar band. Uh, the first tune, you know, is a regular sort of more uh, uh, song approach kind of thing. The rest of one, just guitars, rocking. It's, a, it's a, an amazing moment with these guys. Uh, it's interesting to talk to them. They are kind of legendary around here. These guys uh, don't really tour, so they don't really have road stories as much, but definitely hear something about their influences, and uh, they do have a couple of stories to tell as well. If you want to get in touch with us, The Muse Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can also go to themusepodcast.com and click on the Contact Us button and get in touch with us there. We'd also like to thank Nate Hastings for the unbelievable photography job for this particular episode. If you go to the episode page, the episode webpage, you'll see uh, some of Nate's work. Uh, he Nate is a fantastic musician in his own right, and uh, he used to book bands around here. Uh, he's He's been part of the scene for quite a while. Really great guy, uh, but right now just absolutely shining as a, a photographer. NateHastingsPhoto.com if you want to get in touch with him. Like I said, this is the last episode of the season. Uh, we're going to be on a little bit of break here. Then right away, we're starting to book uh, the follow-up season, season two. We'll talk about it a little more another time, but Briggs and I could not thank you enough for hanging out, listening, positive feedback, the whole thing. Thank you very much. All right, people, here we go. Four guys, six mics, two guitars, one bass, drums. Ladies and gentlemen, the screen. Wow, people, the screen, one take, unbelievable. All right, so we're here, uh, we're actually recording at a at a different studio, uh, and uh, we're here at Bob's studio, which is uh, a couple miles from where uh, we usually record, and I just dared these guys to go and play that perfectly the first time, and they just knocked it the fuck out of the park. <laughs> I'm waiting for these guys to come downstairs. The recording area is upstairs, and you can hear them coming down and slowly putting their headphones on and uh, dropping the adrenaline, right? A little adrenaline dump there. Hi, Bob. What's going on? Greetings. Hey, let's make sure we got some levels. Beautiful. All right. Let's see who we're here with. So, Bob Beal, my old friend. Uh, you've been talked about on the uh, guitar uh, tip on the podcast how many times? Like everybody talks about Bob. Uh, say hi so people can recognize. Hello, us. there you go. I am Bob. I'm not talking to you, Briggs. Okay. Nope. So Briggs is in the band, so he gets to sit it out for right now. You're not part of the intro. You're part of the talent, so just you know enjoy the catering.
1: Okay. All right. Craft services. That's where I'll be.
0: <laughs> uh, today's uh, co-host. Uh, some of you know from uh, one of our previous uh, podcasts, my man Froberg. How we doing, folks? Thanks for having me back. We might as well yeah. just start the puns right now, so he's like the Fro host, right? Get it? I am. <laughs> <Jesus>. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing in the drums, uh, Jarrett, how are you doing, man? Excellent, thank Very you. Very good. Jarrett's holding the 57, so whenever he moves Ooh. his hands around, move your hands around on it. Yeah, you can totally hear that. Yeah, sorry. it's like he's playing the mic flute now. Oh, oh! <laughs> the drummer has the mic. I see how it works. All right, and then Rob, how you doing? I'm well. How Bob, are you? You got like the 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 sharp mic, the mic that cuts through. Really beautiful. Uh, Rob had easily the most difficult job during that we were, when you're recording, of uh, course. What is everybody listening to? They're listening to the vocal, and you're playing the guitar at the same time and stuff. And while, of course, you know, you've been doing this your whole life, you can do it. It's always a trick when you have to do it live. A couple of mics, let's go do it. And that was fantastic, guys. Thank you. Beautiful. Where did that song come from?
2: Well, how did that start? I was driving to Manchester, and I just got a stupid pentatonic riff stuck in my head. So I sang it into my phone, and it went something like this. Pentatonic riff. <laughs> pentatonic, riff. <laughs> pentatonic riff, pentatonic riff, pentatonic riff, pentatonic riff, pentatonic riff. And I brought it to rehearsal and we joked about it because it was kind of cheeky and an E and faster, it sounds like a really bad like nod to classic rock. But if we slow it down and tune it down, mm. it's, it's fun, it's squealy. And then a song developed from there. Wow.
0: Okay. So you, just right in your head, that was it. You got the riff. You brought it in. What happens
3: next? Um, well, usually Bob brought the tune and we'll usually jam them out. We'll play them out. Um, and uh, we had done so for about four months, maybe. Just We do that with everything we start off with. We just kind of throw it in the pile and take it down. Um, do you guys rehearse regularly? Thursdays.
0: Oh, okay. So you, so you have a rehearsal night anyway. Yeah. And so that's what happened. You go in, you go to rehearsal, like, hey, let's listen to this. Cool. Yes. But, and you said it hung around for a
3: while. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the, the, the pace nowadays. You know, they, we, they sit and fester, and we force them into different directions, and then they kind of grow, right? Mm-hmm. Fester is yeah. a good word for it.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs> Did you rec- do you record your rehearsals?
2: On the, uh, yes, on the iPhone.
3: Oh, okay. We don't get
2: too techie with the rehearsal recordings. On the iPhone, and then share them.
3: We've talked about upping it.
0: You mean going to, like, official recordings
3: and Yeah, well, yeah. just tracking more so maybe we could track more, get something, you know, from right. the actual performances.
0: Right. So how does it change? Does it change? Did the riff stay together? Yeah. I mean, I can hear what you just hummed, so it, yes. Yeah,
2: it turned into a song. I, everybody kind of play the riff, and we kind of decide where the other parts are going to come from, where they're going to go. Um, kind of the bridge piece in the middle just evolved from uh, Jam Soup. And probably after playing that dozens and dozens and dozens of times, part, like some that. little melodic part started yeah. to, to stick. Right.
3: The chorus actually was one of those. So you know, it started in E, and when we were first working on it, and I'm speaking out of turn, maybe, but it felt like we were forcing it, right, to be in a certain direction. And we were all kind of fronted with it, as Bob said, it's pentatonic riff. You know what I mean? Right. So w- thinking of it lyrically, I hit a little bit of a wall just because I didn't want it to sound a derivative rock song. As it wouldn't right. necessarily fit. So um, that that A that B flat. Chorus, yep. six. Yep. I, th- I believe it even changes key. I forget where that came from, but it came out of just me listening to it tracked off the phone. Right. It was easy from there. And then it, that kind of then, the chorus then shaped the verses.
0: So I get you. So you're reviewing what you hear, you're reviewing the rehearsal, and you're going, okay, now I have a new idea, and that comes in. So you bring it back into the band again? Is that how it works?
3: Sort of. When does the melody go in? How does that work? It's kind of the, it's, like, I guess the best way I would say it, and someone can interrupt if they think it, if it's better, but usually we work it through, record it, I listen to it, I'll think of melodies after the composition as a band has occurred, unless mm-hmm. I pre-write something. So
0: are you playing the guitar the whole time?
3: Um, when we're playing?
0: No, I mean like when you're riffing and doing
3: all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? usually try, trying to keep the learning curve. Does yeah. that actually
0: work that way? I mean, does, for typically, do you add the melody and the lyrics and all that stuff at
3: the end? Is that how it works, typically? In the, more in the middle, and then it takes control. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Because sometimes, right. like, like the chorus happened, then I wrote the verses, and then if we find that there's a melody or something that might be better, or right. I'll pull the, the crew, think of other ideas. And that's when the production starts to happen, even with the beginning of the tune, I right. think. We kind of see, where does it work?
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. So the feel comes, like, As part of the process you're not going this is a song about you know what happened this other day and then developing it from here the feel comes through the riff goes from there comes in and then rob you're kind of reflecting off that feel and bringing it in can you talk are you i I don't want to put you on the spot i mean do you write the lyrics for these in this case did you write the lyrics i did yep okay so where did
3: that come from so it was right during the time of like the most ridiculous political stuff. Right. Um, it was going on about five months ago. I'm going right. to ballpark when it was. It was in the summer um, or late summer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the term fly the wheel, it was just kind of a toss everything in the air. You've got to, got to chuck everything, see where the cards fall right. to learn the limits of how this world turns. So ultimately, it's like no one knows anything. Pretty much no one knows really jack anything. Right. So the only way to do it is to throw yourself into the fire. So it's kind of like me saying, fuck off, everybody. Like right. I, I was tired of opinions, tired of the prescription. Right. So... Right. So, okay,
0: so now you got that idea. How, does it, how, do, how do the lyrics end up sort of draping themselves over the material?
3: Trying to make the choruses work with the verses. This is, <laughs> one, this is one of those ones like where you're like, I, I, I've written Preachy in the past, you know what I mean? Right. The, the psychological approach, lyrically, sometimes it comes naturally, sometimes it doesn't. Right. And then as I've gotten older, I've tried to dictate what I'm communicating, you know, so that it would either be marketable or more palatable for all. Right. So with that tune, I'm like, I'm coming off telling people to go fuck themselves, and I knew it pretty much flat out, so that when I hit the verses, I'm like, God, I'm going to be pretty exposed So I basically just tried to create lines, statements that were simple, me making judgments that were somewhat political, somewhat biblical.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I I heard it once, so I mean, it's just a quick... Quick uh, review in my mind, but I I, I hear a pretty universal concept. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't. I mean, you're you're seeing it from your point of view, which obviously is, is important. But we've been over this a million times on the podcast. It's like what you're going to end up. You're gonna the listener's going to end up imbuing the idea with whatever they want it. They're going to yeah. relate to their own life. And right? that was a point. Yeah. So I mean, right. So so okay. So now you got the lyrics. You got the chorus. You got the thing working. How does it? Does it? Is there another step? Do you guys come back in?
2: There's there's a neat turning point in that one. We're, we were playing the verse just as a power chord, and then a flat five power chord, ugly power chord. Um, and then uh, Rob said, "Let's play it as a major chord, and then an eleven D chord." I got okay. And then uh, then and that, dun, that,
0: dun, dun, rah, rah. yeah, I got it. Yeah, rah, so, so rah, it's dirty. Wait, wait, wait. Then I got it. Major. Got
2: Bring, it. wait But yes. well, what's an eleven D chord? <laughs> Uh, well, we
3: could, we could say directly where it came from.
2: Uh, yeah, you can if you want. <laughs> there is a very
3: popular song in 1990 by a band that had a one-hit wonder from Britain. Yep. And it was one of the most popular songs of that year. I think it was 90, so I could be wrong. And I thought that was... No, okay, All on. the horns were fake, so you could tell right away. There was this right. massive big British blasto pop tune that came out in 1990 right, by okay. a band with a very particular name. Okay, And all their okay. horns were synths. Gotcha. Are you thinking about whether or not to name this band?
0: Why not name it? It's okay. Like, actually,
2: uh what is the name of? That? No, but, yeah, no. It, let
0: me ask you this: Why, why? What's the word with eleven D? <laughs> Where did that come? Oh,
2: from? it's a, like I don't know the real chord name. It's got like 11s in it or something. It's it's bullshit the, chord with a lot of notes yeah, in it. It's a it's a big <laughs> bullshit chord. So instead of just like metal chords, they they ended so if up you got being major, pretty chords.
3: You got major. La la la. Just
0: getting
2: levels. Okay, so you got the melody. The so ma- Dum- major
0: mm-hmm. right. and then
3: the 11th chord is ha, ha, ha. Oh, la, I get lost. ya. I get ma, ya. Ma, ma, mm-hmm.
0: na, da, na. Yeah, I got ya. La, Yeah, there's like a real name for those but it doesn't really matter. That's yep. good. I like eleven I'm going to use that though yeah. going forwards.
1: 11th fits in with a uh, postmodal. Sorry, man. No, it's no. modal. Uh. No, you're, you're staying, uh, yeah. yeah. Close, oh, well. though. Close, though. <laughs>
2: Close, so post modal is a different discussion.
0: We'll, we can talk post modal another time. Great.
2: Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. Of course yes. it was Jesus right Jones. Right here, right now. Did you, you actually know that? that?
0: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Because as soon as you sing the second chord, it's like,
2: Great,
4: yeah.
0: But your song, it doesn't sound like that at all. It, so that's not it. We, I just love we, the yeah, chord, we, we concept of the yeah. chord. Yeah, is the Leven chord. That's, yeah. That could be templated. I get you. Cool. Well, both of those are, you know, you're dropping down a little bit each time, right? So I like the way you're setting up something solid and you're kind of pulling it down a little bit. In the chorus, you're setting it up solid. You're pulling the bottom down. You're pulling the bass down. You're pulling the fifth down. You got all that kind of stuff. So, um, wow. Okay, so how do you know it's done? Is it done?
2: I think it's done. It'll probably get some final refinements. I think... uh Rob is very diligent about making the final tweaks on lyrics and melody, so sometimes they get rewritten in the 11th hour when we actually start the, the tracking The eleventieth it. Exactly In the eleventieth right. hour, yes. Right. But I work. mean,
1: <laughs> typically, though, the song's not done, done until it's been recorded properly, Tracked, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is normally how we do it. Yep. So, yeah. that's, so that's like the goal spot is to get it recorded, and then you
0: put the pen down, you know, metaphorically? Yeah, yeah,
1: I and mean, sometimes the songs change as as we continue to play them live. I know for me, anyways, um, I'll maybe switch up my part a little bit after playing it for a couple of years. You know what Does I mean? Does that piss all you guys off when he changes his parts after it's recorded? Dude, no one listens nope. to the bass.
3: <laughs> I, I
1: do.
3: <laughs> 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 I, I think we're all in this weird ballpark. Like the screen always do that. Like in the past, when we've played a lot before recording, we got to have the benefit of playing stuff out and throwing it to the fire and letting the fire make the song and then we go and record it but right with these or at least in the last 10 years having worked um six years seven years it's basically been we track the tune and then we do we, it's like we're in the 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 negative digit area where while we're playing them out we're still refining them we're like i right. don't want to track it again so <laughs> okay
0: I, all right okay so but so that is you're shooting for a tracking at some point yeah. you're gonna track it put it down and then you go for there all right cool all right well so you brought it up so let's 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 back it up let's you know, talk about the history of how this all comes together. I've known you guys since fucking forever because I was mixing, I was uh, working, uh, I lived in Exeter, New Hampshire, and uh, I I think I heard you guys, and then someone's like, yeah, those dudes live, or, you know, a couple of you guys live right down the street, and I'm like, fuck you, this is, like, really high-quality shit, there's no way, like, six, you know, doors down there's like a band that's doing this and there it was you guys are were, were in different formats were living down the street right in that place that turned into a church right yep yeah they had the weird husky dog right yeah pogo <laughs> why do i remember pogo because she was awesome no you always tell me a story about i forget that anyway that was a while ago you guys were doing that but you had already been a band for a while then right Yes. How
2: did tell me how that? So, how did you guys actually get started? I'll, I'll timeline as fast as I can. There's no rush. It's all okay. Good. So, Eric Ralston and I were recording songs on a four-track cassette recorder. Someone needs to
0: quickly describe Eric Ralston in like two sentences using stereotypes.
5: Area beefcake, only. duff man. I, <laughs> I went to high school with him. Uh,
2: there we go. So Thank you. While I was doing.
0: You're welcome, Eric.
2: So, I was playing with Eric, and we were just writing and recording on a four track cassette thing. Jarrett, at that time, was in a band with Briggs and Chemo uh, called Blue Shift. And at that time, yeah. Rob was in a band with Andrew May, John May, Kurt Morgan, and uh, Matt Carano called Witches Creek. So, there, there was these like pockets of cool Incest. stuff. And uh, I saw Blue Shift play, and it made me sweat. And I said, I want to play with those guys sometime. And uh, I saw Witches Creek playing, and I yelled "Freebird," and they actually played it, and it blew my mind. And then eventually, we all were somehow connected to uh, JC Superstar Production, and then we started jamming together after that. Wait, what do you mean JC Superstar Production? Uh, like like the, the musical, the one. musical theater? Thing. You guys were in the what's musical. The fuss Don't tell anybody we were in musical theater. You guys all were in musical theater. I wasn't <laughs> telling you. Except happening. for Briggs, you guys. Jared? Does that count if I'm just
6: playing the drums? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, doesn't count. Because I did like, you know, that, that high school with Reese and stuff, and I kind of don't, that doesn't count, right? Bob,
0: what part did you play, Bob?
2: Pontius pilot. Okay.
3: Rob, were you in this with this, in this theater production as well? I wasn't an actor. I got to play this great borrowed 64 uh, quad reverb Fender and play all the funky guitar parts, oh, right like on. the intro. Line. Okay, so
0: you guys were like in the pit band. Yeah, with Toby. Oh, we will
3: say Toby as well, Tobias Heaton. All right? Yeah, Playing fantastic.
0: Keys. Playing Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And Ralston was
2: in it too? Uh, Ralston was not. Carano was Jesus. Andrew May was production. Well, of course he was. So that kind of spawned Solid 8 <laughs> and the screen gotcha. eventually. I think that, that was it the, the seeding of the fields.
3: Yeah, there is no denying.
0: So has it always been the screen? Was is there
2: ever a, a, a previous band name?
3: Yeah, we had a Way Below. That was. Um, yeah, th-
2: it, we were a five piece. Matt Carano. What was the name of that? Four of us. Away below. Oh,
0: okay. The name of the band was Away Below. Gotcha. Like a way or away
2: below. A yeah. Way
3: (laughs) below. Got it. Beautiful. We thought about that later on. Away below and. I stayed off of that. <laughs> Just keep going. So didn't need to. Uh, you were there. <laughs> I know, so apparently, Jarrett
2: moved to Cape Cod, so that kind of ah, like fucker. got shelved. Jarrett, and then Jarrett moved back to the area. Nice. And, and Rob said, "I've been writing this shit. We should get together and try it." And uh, there was this song called "Porcelain" that Rob had been working on, oh, and that yeah. that right. kind of gelled us really quick. And uh, a couple of rehearsals, and made us feel like we should really invest some time and. Uh, make some songs, make some records.
0: So I met you, Bob, because uh, we both played with this band called Thanks to Gravity, like a version of that band. Not the original Thanks to Gravity was a four-piece, right? Yep. And, uh, excuse me, they had a a great record deal and the whole thing, and, and, you know, they recorded overseas the whole deal. And then a little later on, this is a more expanded version of it, so the, a couple of the original guys, and then they called in a number of, of the people around who were you know pretty well-known for doing what they are doing. And I met you in that band where you were playing like stunt guitar, and uh, I was playing like way too many keyboards and like a computer and all this bullshit.
2: But, Jolly uh, Rancher Mac.
0: That said, it was super fun, so I'm, I'm, I, I loved it. It was great, but it's sort of one of those things you look back, and most of the things I don't regret. I don't regret playing with them. Maybe you regret bringing the Jolly Rancher Macintosh on stage, but... <laughs> But, um, yeah, I remember just going, fuck, this guy can play the guitar, right? Which, again, uh, I'm not calling out the area around where we live. There are some great musicians. There's a a ton of great local musicians. There is a handful of people who are really, you know, above and beyond just a good, solid local musician. And I remember uh, Bob just being like, Jesus, you know, watching this guy playing with the... uh, with the wah, while he's doing the Lamborghini shit on the guitar, and uh, so how did that fit in with this line? You were in the screen at the time. Had you already recorded with the screen at that point?
2: We were recording songs on Adats, I believe, right around the time you and
3: I met in, in the. 30s. But had you already put a
0: CD out or anything like that at the time?
3: Self-made. We made the first record on Adat like in ninety-nine or two thousand. No two thousand. I can't remember placement. You're talking about thanks to gravity. What year did you guys start?
2: I don't remember what year it was, but you mixed the first record that we I did. did on oh, AS that was the EP, question.
3: But uh, the Away
2: uh, Below record, I think, was 99 or 2000. I didn't know yet. Yeah, no, right. we had
3: the first four track. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That one. But that
6: was after. That was like that was 2001.
0: The,
3: right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So at that point, there really wasn't any sort of real internet presence or anything like that. Bands are releasing stuff on CDs. You're going to have to like, go see the band and get the CD or buy the CD. Go to somewhere. the merch table, bro. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, I ended up mixing that record. And then after that, you guys, oh man, you did a couple of, you did, okay, wait, do take it from there. Did uh, you
2: ever, you never actually toured, right? <clears throat> no, we, we made it uh, kind of just around the Northeast. Eric Ralston got a van. And uh, I don't think we made it any further times. than Baltimore as far as our adventurous road <laughs> escapades.
3: That was probably the day up to what, uh, what was that? I said that was the deepest we went down. The deepest when you went down was to, to
0: Baltimore. So you never really played a lot. This has been mostly a recording band and a writing band. Is that
6: safe to say? Or was there a time where you played a lot? No, we played a ton. Uh, to, to to finance the second record, we were playing, I don't know, maybe four to six times a month You know, on, right. on average. And it was you know the bar stuff, and it was a lot of tough, tough, rough gigs to to basically you know get a hundred bucks here and there to pay for essentially what ended up being the second record.
3: Yeah, it was about two years, a year and a half. To two right,
6: years. you guys,
0: uh, anybody who's seen the screen, uh, is there? Do you have any video like up on YouTube or anything like that? Can people who don't or don't live in the area can they see the screen on YouTube or anything like that?
1: I don't think there's anything. You
0: don't YouTube? think there's anything. Uh, certainly
1: nothing that that we've posted right I mean no
0: that's what I'm asking I know you haven't officially posted anyway so if you see you guys are really precise I'm going to describe you as a really precise band you're going to you have you know really solid equipment you have a really solid sound you usually perform with your own sound guy you know it's a it's a it's a really interesting production on that level, which means there's also a really long load in and a really long load out, and you have all this stuff and all that kind of thing. So, I can see what you're saying. I mean, that traveling that kind of thing without roadies and without like a, you know, a, a sort of a, a, a second line setup and all that kind of stuff can be a bitch because you're carrying a lot of shit and you're bringing a lot of stuff in. Yes? No? Am I characterizing it the wrong way? Not that bad, I don't think. No, yeah. gets- so I'm not necessarily saying now. I'm saying at the time, though, you guys were carrying
3: a lot of stuff yeah no yeah but it wasn't more than anybody else so i didn't really, really? Fa- it didn't factor in okay i don't cool. think we were like lamenting that right yeah well you guys
0: definitely pulled together a, a serious following in the area i mean you when you do play from time to time now it there's always people there i you know i mean it's i saw you guys the last time i saw you you were at that what's that tiny little place the place shit it was like, it was like the last time you played with eric I actually have seen you since then. Hold on. Let me get it. that the Hale so, No, no, no. It was, it was in... April. Was it in Haverhill? Yeah. Oh, Kelly's. 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 That's Kelly's. where it was. I actually have, on my phone, on my old phone, and I have it on my computer, I have a video from that, which uh, I should embarrass you guys with. It's not embarrassing at all. The fucking crowd is going off. Like everybody's right on top of the stage. That's the place with the windows
1: behind you, right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Was that was that Eric's last show? I think that presumably? was Eric's last yeah. show before we
2: moved to Hollywood. Yeah. In fact, yeah, Briggs, you were there. I, I remember there, that. Yeah, yeah.
1: We went that, everybody went banana. That
2: wasn't yeah, a, was a good show. That wasn't the Alice. That was a Halloween show. That was but the Alice we did, and Chains. We did like two hours of Screen and one hour of Alice and Chains That's tribute.
0: Right. Yeah, everybody. But you you would you guys have a they, uh, the screen. You guys have a song called "The Drive," and you went and played that, and everybody just immediately recognizes it, and they go bananas. So it was a real rock star moment, I, I, I think. You know, from the uh, from the from the audience point of view, anyway. I mean, they really dug what you guys are doing. Um, then I saw you again at Wally's in Hampton Beach with Briggs. Oh yeah.
2: So when did uh when what happened with Briggs? Eric took off, huh? Eric went to Hollywood, and. uh Briggs is a perfect fit. Briggs yeah. is the
6: shit. Yeah, lucky to have him. <laughs> cool.
2: Wow. He's always been part of the family. True. And he, Yeah, I've certainly known all base. you guys
1: forever. I mean, Jared and I went to high school together. Yeah. Right. And we were in the aforementioned band, The Blue Shift. <laughs> and
2: The Natural Casings. There's a little overlap there as well. There's a lot of overlap in a this. A lot of overlap.
3: Yeah. When you're presented with a, you know, a multi-instrumentalist and voice actor... Extraordinaire like John Briggs, you can nah. turn him down. We don't talk about it on the
0: podcast, but Briggs is actually the voice of a couple of characters in League of Legends. Which to so most is Bob, <laughs> we get there. But to, but to, but to, the, the, to most of the people listening, this isn't going to make a big deal. If you're if you're an older person and you have kids and they're in high school, and then you ask them if they know who we're talking about, they will definitely say yes. Uh, who are your, uh, the voice of, the original voice of Malphite.
1: Oh, right, who yeah. He says,
0: stay down. All oh, right, right. <clears throat> right, and all that. Uh, you are also the original voice of one of the most loved... I thought it was League Most of Legends hated. characters. No, Chogoth. Chogoth.
1: The Void Beast. The oh, yeah. Void
0: Beast. And you were the pre before they dressed him up in a fucking tuxedo. Oh, a gentleman Chogoth. And all, off. Yeah, that's Dom, kind of Dom, Dom. diluted. Diluted. Some watered down so, shit, man. What this the is real. so early in the internet <laughs> that uh there was the the So there was this little bunny video where the bunny's eating like a like a little carrot. It's like a baby bunny eating a carrot. And the song goes like nom 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 Like this little annoying song over the top. And so then that was where the joke came from that right. they gave you. They wrote the script and Trogoth goes nom 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 or whatever. I'm sure. not going to make you, you won't be able to do it because it's a. I'd m- I need my put, effects, man. Yeah, I put you on the spot and make you do it, but it's an affected voice. Um, and then that took off. That was like. Everybody, like, says nom, 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 nom. It was a big deal, right? And this dude here is the one who, who went and did it. At the same time, Bob, the guitar player, uh, ended up playing the role of the most annoying voice <laughs> in League of Legends at launch. Easily the most annoying. Not the most annoying character, but easily the most annoying voice ever in uh, League of Legends, which is uh, Vega, right? And so just this hideous horrible uh, approach towards trying to make this really annoying voice so people would hate your character and it's a multiplayer game so everybody would try to kill you and uh, of course people then adapt that character as their favorite thing to play so they control everybody else can it's- we get a
1: taste a taste of vegar oh
0: no i don't want to put him <laughs> putting
3: on, you the, on spot. the spot sorry man you don't have to do it. You can go do it in the corner away from the mic. Away from the mic. Sometimes it's Bob. easier. Bob actually, I'm sure, wants to Is do it. Is that right? a short joke? <laughs> okay. Right, that's, that's. Anyway,
0: it was, a, uh, it was a really interesting time because it was a little game. Nobody knew it was going to be so big. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I was doing the sound and, and the music for the game, and... We needed some voices, so I'm like, hey, guys, let's do these. And you guys had no idea how big this was going to be.
1: No idea. No idea at all. Well, Duncan, I'm going to call you out, too, because you certainly did voices, and they made a plush toy of one of them, <laughs> that if you squeeze the hand, it's the recording of your voice. Right, and like,
0: then... Okay, <laughs> or whatever. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And
1: it wasn't even
0: really a planned voice. It was just a bunch of temp things that uh, we did to just make sure we could validate the uh, the character. But that's enough of that. I just wanted to point out that these guys, that not only are, is this like a band that makes awesome songs, are also the voices of uh, some of the most famous video game characters ever, which is fucking crazy. So... Froberg, how do you fit into this whole thing? When did you meet these guys? Did you go to school with any of them? I, I did go to
5: high school with uh Eric Ralston.
0: So Eric's not here, so please tell me a story about Eric in high school. Uh I
5: don't he used to have long blonde hair and he was kind of like a mythical creature. <laughs> he was uh, Liz. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he still is. I mean, he was—he was a few years older than me, so there wasn't a whole lot of interaction. But I just heard many stories of, you know, the mythical creature that is Eric Ralston. Were you
0: playing music at the time?
5: Uh, I was, but uh, I, I hadn't met any of these guys because this was—I don't know—in the mid mid to early nineties. I said the nineteen hundreds. Yes. The. The late 1900s, the so 1990s. Yeah. When when
0: when did you get when did you connect up with some
5: guys?
2: Uh, I
0: things? think I first met Bob
2: uh, in the Mills in Haverhill.
5: Yeah, at at, at uh, River's Edge yep. through uh, Eric Ralston. I is think, that a place GM's. to play or a place to live? It was used-
2: a mill building that was built out into rehearsal studios <laughs> In a recording oh, studio
1: in
0: Haverhill, Massachusetts. Yes, yes. Is that is- the one
1: across from Hafner's. Yes. yes. Okay, it kicks big time yes it burnt down <laughs> oh really oh, oh yeah there's a, there was a how huge does them burn? fire i didn't know this
0: is like on the water kind of mill yeah it so wasn't a- made of stone it actually just burned down huh it was made with bricks but it, it burnt wow <laughs> april time. is a rough area man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they burnt burnt down the the brick building there oh, yeah. okay many All alarms right. many alarm fire. how many uh how many bands uh, rehearsed there
5: Oh, there were probably like 20 bands at, at least. At one time, that I mean? on that. It, everybody rehearsed Yeah,
2: because they lived with their parents.
5: Pretty much, or they got kicked out of their parents' house <laughs> and they had to sleep on <laughs> that disgusting couch. <laughs> that place at smelled horrible. Oh, it did. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. So who was the most famous band that, uh, that came out of the mills?
1: Go away. Godsmack used to jam yeah. there, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I got bumped out. I
5: had booked time to record with one of my bands, and we got bumped out by Godsmack.
0: Was Sully in Godsmack at the time? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the history of Godsmack. He, and we he, don't need to go down that road right now. But the point was Sully kicked you out of your. Area is what you're saying out of your uh, room, uh rehearsal room. No, there was no, we kept our rehearsal room, but there was a recording
5: studio there. Oh, in the mills at, in Haverhill, yeah, gotcha. And uh, so we had booked time and they came in and you, you got know, bumped, yeah.
0: So they were like, fuck you, we're God's Mac. Sorry,
5: we actually have to make they terrible away. music.
0: I think their accountant came
5: in and was like, your check is much smaller than my check, so <laughs> here's your <laughs> check. Uh, these guys are gonna. Hang out here for like right. four months and record. So they bought their way into your into your slot. Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, did you say
0: four months?
5: Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, at least, yeah. They recorded that, uh, not the big debut album, but the the one after
0: the follow up. Yeah, four months in the studio, something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's not. I mean, that's certainly not unheard of. But yeah, Mudrock was
5: there, and like yeah, you know, without you know,
0: without turning it into like a. A thing, I mean, it's, it's uh, that type of material doesn't usually take four months to record, I guess is what I'm getting at. You but, can only
5: say away but uh, so many ways. Mudrock,
0: uh, Andrew Murdoch, man, he was like, uh, I, I remember him sort of hitting in Boston, and I think, I, I forget what I recorded with him, he's always been like a monster, that guy was just the man from the beginning to the end, I don't know if there's even an end, I don't know what he's doing now, but he went way through Green Day and all that kind of shit, he was one of those people that, you know, a lot of people were engineers in Boston and he just took over and did so many good records so you know my experience with that guy was nothing but positive obviously yours wasn't because they bought you out but uh, you know i didn't have any problem with with with, that guy. with, with andrew yeah yeah no yeah. no he was a killer i to, i'm sure he still is i just don't know what he's doing right now but yeah so wow four months in the studio so what did you guys do did you record somewhere else or did you just say fuck it no
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: we waited I think I peed on his door handles to his truck because he was a jerk.
6: (laughs) You mean Sully? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great story.
1: (laughs) I got a lot of stories.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, we have plenty of time. If you want to throw one more in. I mean, this is
1: Haverhill, right? Most things are probably covered in pee there. (laughs) So, okay. Could someone else describe? I mean, the truck was on fire at the time, (laughs) so I
5: was really doing him a favor.
0: Are you serious? No. Okay. So... So, someone describe Haverhill in like three sentences using only stereotypes, please.
1: Uh, Hafners. It kicks. Heroin. Done. It <laughs> kicks.
5: <laughs> it didn't kick the heroin.
1: If you know a girl,
3: walk her to the car. Yeah. When she leaves the bar at night. It's,
5: yeah. a, it's a drinking oh. town. It's well, hold on. on. Town.
3: There is that story. So, I guess. Oh, yeah. I please. have to say it. So, one of our more recent uh, shows that we've played was at was the Lime Light. Limelight, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're backstage after Limelight. This is like an
1: upstairs bar. Yeah. Kind so of the thing.
3: Limelight is a bar downstairs, brew pub type thing. And then up above is another bar, probably owned by the same people. It's got a stage, and you can get some food up there. And we had done a show there with some friends supporting them and we were backstage maybe it was ten thirty or 11 o'clock at night and i was believe i was hanging out or chalking with bob the limelight is a rock club it is
0: okay is it a big place is it a little 50 seater or like a 10 seater 100 ish above the bob. tap right great beer at the tap great
3: keep going <laughs> excellent yeah. so i'm um, talking with bob and all of a sudden this tumult <laughs> comes up all of a sudden the room blows up and we're sitting there, and this kid runs by Bob with a sandwich in his hand in shorts and a white T-shirt, looks out an open window, which is a second floor up, and he's looking out a window that is overlooking an alleyway that has a downgrade at least 30 feet. Okay, the window is 30 feet over
2: an the landing spot. And,
3: uh, I, yes. And, okay. yeah. This and is, this gentleman jumps right out the window. Just, we're, well, just, we're talking first, there. first, he kicked out the screen.
2: Oh, He, he did like a, a <laughs> after karate you can, kick uh, and after kicked you the kicked screen out, out the of the, of the windows.
1: Yeah.
7: Jesus
2: and, <laughs> as you, I, I ran up to the window, and he's holding on by the sill, and I'm like thinking I should grab okay, wait, this guy. Okay, wait. Everybody
0: stop. He, he, he kicks out. Okay. Dude runs by you All with right. a sandwich.
2: Stole something from the kitchen.
0: Why kitchen was he jumping out the window? Kitchen staff is chasing him because he Oh, stole okay, something. okay. Motive. I got it. Got you got to
3: let me finish this. Oh, please thing. do that. <laughs> <laughs> His hand was up. Go ahead. Sort of. It's reaching. So, yes, as Bob says, he kicks out the screen because I did miss that. Hangs on the sill and then decides he thinks he can hang on the light, which is attached to the brick wall below it, maybe five feet. A light fixture oh my that is goodness. illuminating the, the alley. That doesn't work. He falls, apparently blows out both of his ankles, we assume compound <gasps> fractures, and pulls himself up the alley and down the sidewalk where he is later found by the police. Still holding the sandwich. Uh, the best part of this is... <laughs> That's April.
2: Where the screen, he kicked out the screen, and the band we were supporting was called Break My Fall. Okay, Jesus.
3: <laughs> real joke. Real, yeah, it was no joke.
2: Okay, the way you told the
0: story, it appears as if a... a a dude stole something, jumped out a window, couldn't hold himself together, fell, didn't kill himself, and then no one helped him until the cops came? The, the word, the, the pairing
3: of the words crystal meth, dude, that
0: plays <laughs> but with But you facts. saw this happen. Didn't everybody run out and like go, oh my God,
3: no? It was an after school special. He was, he was <laughs> It was tweezed and that was a lesson that life needed him to learn, that when you choose to wow. go out the window and prefer the sandwich over safety, ankles break. Oh, my goodness! Teach amanda to fish <laughs> <laughs> so that's Haverhill yeah that that was
2: a pretty good Haverhill story that that happens often did, did you Various play a, did you play a second set? <laughs> <laughs>
7: that was after our set yep
3: Wow, we okay. one upped by the uh, mm. sandwich thief that's okay, cool.
0: other Haverhill stories, please go. Hmm.
3: I played a gig
5: with a bunch of guys from Haverhill, and one of them jumped off a building and broke his ankle, too. (laughs) But that's a story for another time. I don't want this to to turn into, like, jumping out of a window breaking ankles, like, you know, pissing cuts.
1: I mean, how many more do you have? (laughs) Because, I I mean, two is is a normal number. If you have, like, four more jumping out the window breaking ankle stories... Uh, no, no. I, th- I
6: think this is probably the only other one. But fair enough. I, I used to live in Haverhill. Just moved last year. Yeah, and at the market basket in Haverhill, uh, I witnessed a woman Spitting in an old man's face. Hmm, that was directly very nice. right. And did, did he thought, deserve it? Did he pay for it? He actually deserved. <laughs> he was and this is one case where he actually deserved it. But um, yeah, I, I thought to myself, I go, I should move.
4: Yeah, <laughs> for the children, <laughs> I should move. You chose
6: did. wisely, and I did.
3: That was nice. Good. Jared Osborne's last
0: <laughs> Someone should probably um, describe the chit-chat lounge in three sentences using only stereotypes.
1: Oh, man. So it is close to the train station in the crown jewel of the Merrimack Valley, Haverhill. And it's uh, it's a shitty dive bar that's awesome. Yeah, it was and it's awesome. not fun to play at, but it's fun to play at. It was supportive. The bathroom situation is
3: terrible. <laughs> Um,
5: smallest thing ever.
3: Yeah. Any band can go down in the basement and get completely obliterated on their booze. Sure, you can go hide in the weird part yeah, they, of it they, that's like unfinished. They set themselves up. Yeah. None of us ever did, but it's. I was just looking around. I'm like, oh my God.
1: I worked there for years.
3: Uh, I you kinda, did. I had no idea. You did. I, it's got a certain
1: charm, yeah. for sure, but it's awful at the same time. I kind of worked there for years, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I did like a three-year residency with Mr. Vertigo and then hosted the open mic for 11 years, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were, the, you were definitely the open mic host for a while. In fact, I think, you know,
0: you had this, this studio probably, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, but the studio we're in, you know, Bob's studio, I'm sorry, what's the name of your studio here?
2: BB3, BB3.
0: Studio. BB3. Um, probably came about to a certain extent because you were be you were the open mic guy right i mean you used to bring people from the open mic they would ask you to report that wasn't
2: them. my intention
0: no cuz <laughs> there's a lot
2: of weird people at the open mic that i didn't want to know where i live yeah <laughs> but er- every once in a while some really cool people that had really cool music would go hey i heard you have a studio yeah. Okay. Let's. So you'd uh, bring
1: some freaks home from the bar. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's.
2: Nice. Make some cool shit. Yeah, but I mean, you but you recorded
0: a bunch of shit here, a bunch of really good stuff, and and that was all part of it. I always thought that was fantastic. I mean, it was that you 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 could fill time if you had to by just recording a singer songwriter that was at the open mic or one of those mm-hmm. kinds of things, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you. Some so of are, them should probably be on this podcast. F- fine. Hook yes. it up. I'll make and, you a list. Yeah. Froberg, you, you worked there. What were you doing? Uh,
5: I was drinking there about six nights a week.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and they were just like, do you want to you know, maybe show up two fewer days and get paid for it? And I was like, uh, I'm skeptical,
4: but okay, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> what was
5: your official job? Uh, I started as uh, a bouncer and a bartender, and then uh, I ended up bartending like almost every night of the week yeah and uh booking bands and playing there all the time and throwing
0: people out it was you know drinking after hours it was a good time yeah i mean to be clear i, I i've been to the chit Chat a number of times but it's always to go see the screen or to see someone else that You've i know played
1: there i've played there with you
0: yeah okay so i yeah i played there twice right
1: I don't know. I remember one time for sure. Yeah, two times.
0: You were there. <laughs>
1: you were there with the screen. Yeah, no, I know because you. Okay, the so nine the screen. Inch Nails. You guys used
0: to do. I don't know if you still do it. You still do. You don't do that stuff anymore. Uh, you had a Halloween. Every Halloween, you'd you'd make believe you were a different band, right? Yes. So you do like a cover of something. So I played a Nine Inch Nails gig with you there, but you have been a lot of different bands on Halloween, right? Yes. Like Guns N' Roses, right?
2: We did Guns and Roses. What else have you been?
3: Alice uh, in Chains. Yep. Faith, Faith No, no More. More. Yeah, we did Faith, Faith no, no, More. no More. That was I wicked. That, fun. One. That, that was awesome. That was super cool. One. That was at the Barley Pub. Right.
2: Chris Tory rocked the keys for that. Yeah. Right. Shout, Shout out, out to Chris Tory. Go, Chris. Go, Chris. Oop.
0: Wow. Okay. And then the other time, I think it was with.
1: The Mango Rango. Yeah, the
0: Mango Rango is the most disgusting lyrics I've ever been on stage
1: with ever You you had a stage name that night. I believe it was Do you was, remember what it was? Oh yeah, it was Chode Taint Sauce Malone. Really? Yes. <laughs> what is that What does that mean, Finks? I don't know what the fuck it means, man. It's funny sounding though.
3: Well, your no. last name's Malone.
1: Yeah, and your first name is Chode and you always bring mm-hmm. the taint sauce to the potluck. So, <laughs> there you there go. You go.
0: Uh, Briggs was like You should totally play this Mango Wrangler show I'm like Yeah okay whatever And then he Like you then you gave me the CD Or, or you I, CD I think you pointed me To party. something Yeah And you pointed yeah. me To something and you're like You just listened to this And I listened to it And I'm like Oh my god This is like easily So those uh, if, you, if you're interested uh, The lead Wrangler oh, from yeah Phil Kleiger it Was on this podcast You can go back And you can, you'll see it Because if you look On the website It just says Censored all over it Which is accurate <laughs> It is accurate Go, but, uh, yeah, I remember just that just being the most disgusting lyrics I've ever heard, ever, ever. And I'm like, I immediately have to play this gig. Yeah. So that was really fun. But the chit-chat, so the chit-chat is part of, like, the screen. You guys have, like, a connection to that thing. Um, yeah, I
2: mean, I'm at pretty at one point time, time, right? yeah.
3: yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's had different ownership and stuff, so it's had different personalities. But the, when I think about the name, it's always a sweet name. I mean, you look at a spot that was basically allowing people to play out and have open mic nights for... 16 years to that's this day right. now that's what I was gonna that's say. true yeah. that's I a, mean yeah, it, yeah. I I mean, we bring can, it back around yeah we can say you know whatever that was funny but the, the, the chit chat me from New Hampshire who didn't live there I mean you can't really ask for more from a, an establishment
2: yeah they, I think the cool legacy of the chit chat is they've been a venue for live music since 1958 and they've only charged a cover charge I think several times for certain bands so it's a great place to go just check out music without having to pay a cover. And uh, a lot of bands got better at being bands there.
5: I kind of figured it, it was like a less cool... Uh, like CBGBs of the Merrimack Valley. Way less
2: cool.
3: <laughs> that, yeah, it's accurate, though. I mean, what happens Except is... Except like, it's still open. Yeah. <laughs> with those types of places... Which means it wins. <laughs> yeah. with, I think with those types of places specifically, and you can never tell which ones they are, those are the ones that almost seem like... It's almost like there's no attention given to the bands, but there's this big area for bands to bubble there and do whatever they want to do. And a lot of evolution can occur oh, yeah. when you have a stage.
5: It was, it was like a testing, proving ground. Yeah. You know?
3: And yeah, there was peer support too. There were a lot of bands that we were you know, friends with around that area. That no rivalry whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's this, there's this angle to the whole idea of being a musician, especially like around now, but say between 2010 and 2016, right? Where things kind of blew up. You know, There used to be almost like a, a clear path to how to be at least make enough money to make a living as a musician. You get an act together, you go and start playing, you work in every widening circles, you record, you sell the recordings, the recordings get on the radio or whatever, and uh, you have some merchandise and you get paid to play and you get to paid to, to, to sell your music. Over the last maybe five or six years, everybody knows, you know that kind of that fell to the wayside. People don't listen to CDs, they don't really buy music anymore. So one of the things I really dug about uh, every time I've been to the Chit Chat is... It actually kind of exists for the sake of existing. You you're going to go there and you play, not necessarily because you want to be famous, not because this is a stop on our tour, but this is a lot of people
1: that just play music there. What do you you think I'm crazy? You think this is a no? That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's the place. I mean, it's easy to hate on that place, but it's also wicked fucking awesome at the same time.
3: Everything's plugged in now, you know, or headphones. I mean, so as a guitarist, you get to get up there and plug in. I mean, those places are not. You know, spread across the land anymore. So the fact that it exists. That's yeah, you can
0: play really loud. I mean, you could. There, there's always somebody there, right? I mean, it's almost never completely dead, right? Even okay. if it's just people who are just going to come in anyway, be, like. For it's work, even right?
5: people that you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. They'll of be them, there, actually. Yep. <laughs> right?
3: People, people that are watching the Patriots while you're blasting them with 105 dB of yeah. the Dice guy. Do you ever see the, Dice guy? Him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Can someone describe the Dice guy? I'm going to
0: stop doing this in three sentences and stereotypes. That's the last time I'll say it. Go ahead. Well,
5: he's really creepy he decorates his truck for like every non-major holiday like it's arbor day he's got trees growing out of the back of his pickup truck um but he dresses up and dances and like soft shoes and like throws dice that guy that guy he's
7: awesome
2: <laughs> he's like uh, yeah I he's guess. got a nice tan too
5: oh yeah he's very leathery he like loves elvis swinger uh, Bob's the skin guy. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> he has like two moves. One of them is Bob the dice. Bob likes tan. It's,
3: uh, yeah, he was always a, a
2: He'll a roll favorite. the dice yeah. on the dance floor. It's awesome.
3: Yeah. Maybe he's hearkening back to like Las Vegas. I forgot about yeah. He before to... he lost all the money with that bad dice move. On yeah. It. You know, hey, all it takes is one. He,
2: he's actually like a crazy music fan like I've heard that like he's crazy yes he's got like an in-home <laughs> venue and when he likes a band he'll pay he'll them to come chain them, up them in and we'll them
3: out. we should do that
2: yeah, it'll be like misery right <laughs> let's do it's that we'll live at sketchy's house make them yeah. play songs we'll have,
3: we'll have <laughs> Duncan will park in the back and we'll have a safe word <laughs>
2: But yeah, that, that guy's interesting. I like him.
3: The safe word
1: is Daryl. So we're going to
3: play yeah. the chit-chat and I will communicate with this gentleman. I will go and I will foster the bridge. Nice. 1000 bucks, buddy. You guys
0: could videotape that. That would be very entertaining. We'll put it on YouTube for you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
3: It's good. YouTube yeah. is the new radio. There is no radio. It'll be the next Lionsgate horror movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Lionsgate. Oh, oh shit. <laughs>
2: Can you guys remember the first time you played there? Oh, boy. I remember the first time I saw it. I was playing at Keon's next door, and I walked by and looked in, and I saw people playing on stage, and I was like, shit, I don't
1: want to go in there. (laughs) (laughs) Keon's had music, though? Keon's is like a nice restaurant.
2: Yeah, they used to do, like, you know, one guy with an acoustic guitar in the window. And And that guy was you. I think I I remember you doing that. Playing for the pork chop. (laughs) Yes,
3: (laughs) Well, uh, Worth it. Uh, it was, I had, what, are,
2: what are three songs on the set list? When I played at yes yeah. oh geez, uh, Horse with No Name by America. Did no. you do Lady in Red? No, I did all '90s shit. Like I did oh. like acoustic Jesus Jones Control by and, Janet Jackson uh, Control
5: <laughs> Rhythm <laughs>
2: Nation uh, Black Cat. You Express actually yourself. played the very Jesus
0: Jones song that we were fucking around with with the '11D chord in no, it. No, I didn't know that song until this year.
3: Bob oh, okay. was pretending. I
1: just learned it. He was an EMF <laughs> fan. We've interrupted any possible answer. So I'll tell on. you. I
3: can tell you three songs Bob okay, played go, It. Is. So he played Portishead. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, played played Hurt, Box, played I played Glory Hurt. Box. He played Glory Box. He played Hurt. And what else would he say? Recycled Rocks of oh, oh, Recycled Rocks of yeah.
0: Completely depressing everything. And then a really funny song that you wrote. His, Portis, yeah. his Portishead was peppy.
1: <laughs> peppy Portishead dude, it's not
0: like we played the, the Johnny Cash version of Hurt, you know.
3: Well, that would have been nine minutes.
0: Okay, wow. So, first time, someone else? First time you played the Chit Chat?
3: I can't actually remember because I, I was remember. probably shocked at my
1: performance. First time I played at the Chit Chat was with Bob, but in a different band, oh, which was Mr. You're Vertigo. you were for yeah.
2: somebody in Mr. Vertigo. Yeah. Storybook Steve was not available. Storybook Steve, so he end.
1: moved away again, right? That's kind of my yep. thing. When bass players move away, <laughs> <laughs> I move in. It's I
0: happened to, a lot. <laughs> actually. Fruit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we used to. I, I used to play in Boston. We a bunch. A bunch of us used to just be like hired guns for like all these different bands and shit. We play on the recording, and then when they came to, you know, and it's funny because my my friend John, who you ended up playing drums for uh, Amy Mann on on her first big tour there. Um, we both used to have these, the saying, which is like, and he actually put it on his little, we used to have cards. This is pre-internet. You know, you'd pass your card out so someone would have your number. And the saying was, when the best are out of town, we'll be around. And <laughs> this did <laughs> in- <laughs> Awesome, and it's hilarious. so true. I mean, both of us used to get gigs just because, hey, you call that dude because you know yeah, whatever right. He's the guy who's playing with Duke Levine is gone or Duke's sure. out or and someone's out, and they're like call those guys, and we get gigs. It was funny. Well, I'm sorry, John. He's the sweetest too, and he probably would, uh, you know, cringe at at that story. But it was but totally you know, the true. The sentiment's That's exactly true, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of like doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Sure. You know, someone leaves town, and it's like, hey, call Briggs. Yeah. Sure. Honestly, I'm gonna maybe just, I'll fix
1: your vacuum cleaner too. I'll,
0: I'll <laughs> say it out loud. People who play, do you, you know, do that?
1: I could. Oh, okay. Well, well, you know, when the best are out of town, I'll be around. <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk to you after the sh- I'll talk to you after the show. I can show. change the bag, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but it's like people are in bands, it doesn't matter. And this this is one of those timeless things about bass players, right? There, there's always a ton no of No one sh- cares,
1: but you need one.
0: There's a, always a ton of shitty bass players around, which is fine. That's great. There's not, I mean, that's a shitty every kind of, you know, singers and everything like that. But the bass players is sort of like this utilitarian thing in a band, right? You you have to have a bass player, or there's literally nothing down there to make the noise. You can get away with a bunch of other things, but you got to have a bass player, right? So, the next thing you have is all of those bass players, like, think about it. If you picture a bass player on YouTube, right? They're probably in Europe somewhere, outdoors, and they have like a 22-string bass, and they're like going, playing the whole song all by themselves. There's always a bunch of those guys, but you don't want them in your band, because they're in Europe and like out in front of a cafe going. Doo, doo,
7: doo, 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 doo.
0: So you, the thing that Briggs is amazing about it is you can kind of fit in. I've seen you playing with the, with the folk thing. I've seen you play with the alternative folk thing, right? Like I've seen you play with the banjo thing. The, in this case, I got to be honest, of all the different things I've seen you with, you have all these strange kind of unique kind of things. I was a little surprised when someone said, yeah, Briggs is playing with the screen. I'm like,
1: Really? Like, whatever, dude. I can count to seven. No, yeah, <laughs> because because the guy who used to play
0: Eric is like is like a really powerful, like almost one of those European kind of bass players. But not a lot actually. He
1: has that reputation, but like, I had to ape his style you know, for the, the first truth. bit that I was in this, and yeah. he and like right. he gets he you know. That, that's the memorable thing, you that's know what I the mean. Thing. But he, he's a great right. bass player, obviously, no question. But like yeah. he gets, he has a reputation for you know playing a lot of you know whatever tapping, you know whatever big shit, but. That's well, not the case mo- a lot of the time, right? I'm right. sorry, I'm
0: not. I wasn't calling him negative. What I'm getting at is, though, so, no, there, there, there are parts in your in some of your earlier songs where you actually stop and he plays, right?
3: featured the bass, so he right. contributed, so he right. would write and, his and line. it's
0: fantastic. But what I was getting at was, I, I didn't like know you songs. could do that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that shit. I'm like, okay. I think we may have found the limit of where Briggs is, but no. I there found you the limit too, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you go and do it. It was So that was a little surprising, but obviously, no. It's a, uh, it's I mean, amor- I
1: certainly have a veto list of songs right, that right. I don't want to play by the screen cause right. they're like Eric songs, you right. know?
0: No, but, man, I, I mean, well, we you know, you, you guys, it's always the same. It's like Briggs fucking shows up everywhere playing the bass, and uh, there's very few people that are, are going to be able to swing that kind of shit, which is, which is, you know, a compliment right there. But, oh, look at that. A sexy Aww. high five. So, Love. All right, so, uh, you know, obviously it's a podcast. Uh, we like to do the same kind of questions over and over again. I'm interested, personally, in the first thing. Like, not just the first songs you loved or whatever. Like, the first thing you bought that had music on it. So, like, the first record or cassette or, you know, uh, anything. I'm, imagine you guys probably before CDs. Maybe
3: I'm wrong. Big I'm time. not sure. Are you talking about first, like, a memorable introduction you, to music? No, no. The first, no, the item, first that item
0: that you actually own. So, like, like no, make, maybe your mom had this thing. I don't mean that. I mean, you actually went out and bought something. Beat it.
1: Beat it. The single or the, k- the single? single the or the, this the is pre k- k- single. Vita didn't have a k- single.
3: Yeah, it was like really. The, like I didn't no. have. I didn't have money until uh, Thriller. Excuse me. You're right. Excuse thriller me. did. Thriller, thriller didn't have a cassette? I thought the k- single
0: was like. I a didn't 90s buy the single. Phenomenon. I bought the album. Okay. Anyway, great. So you went out and bought eighty three. Thriller was probably something you went. You remember going? And, do you remember going and buying it? Like
3: yeah, vaguely. It was like mixed in with fourth. GI Joe guys and a Transformer, maybe. But like. that's a good day, man. <laughs> as long as you didn't get Gobots, dude. The Haiti was no- <laughs> hey, hey. Hasbro nineteen eighty three. I have a lot of Gobots. <laughs> yeah, man. me too, I man. Them. Come on now. So I, I old-
5: grew up in Andover, but I had tons of Gobots. I had sweet.
3: Gobots. Those got their paint ran off though. <laughs> I don't remember that. They didn't part. go that long, guys. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was lead. <laughs> yeah, there was no bots after a Ah, <laughs> yes, we find out later. This so good, yeah, for me it was Thriller. Mixed sweet, mixed in with other pop. But you know, quickly turned into other stuff. Did
0: you buy it because of Beat It? Was what was the, what was the thing that got you going on that? It must have been something that brought you to that.
3: Album. Actually, the tune Thriller is what brought me to <clears throat> yeah. that. But Beat It was cool. I'd heard it a ton though.
0: Thriller was kind of a, a, a tricky song too because it's 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 almost like a Bohemian Rhapsody kind of song, yeah, right? It it's was a, a sense. long kind of.
3: I've always been into like the. Uh, Col- the color element, yeah, the like big, the production, all the yeah. sense, the colors, the room that you can hear. So, yeah. Add Vincent Price three quarters of the way through, it and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best. I was eating popcorn like this, you know. Right? Yeah, you got to have that, right? Yeah. Let's go around the
6: room. Go on. Anybody willing to to fess up? Uh, it's it's tough because I, I was so immersed in my my dad's music collection. Who he has impeccable taste in music, so it wasn't a bad thing. Um, but what so, did you buy? So. Well, my first tape was given to me by my brother. It was the Miami Vice soundtrack, which Ooh. I fucking hated. I don't, <laughs> Jan, is that Jan Hammer? Yeah, oh, hey, I, 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 I don't even think I listened to it, so I gave him back. But like, you know, later on, I got into like, uh, like, yes, is nine zero uh, one two five or whatever that is. Nine zero two one zero. Right. Nine
0: zero two one zero. That's something different. Um, you know, <laughs> I stuff. saw that tour actually. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. 90210 and, uh, and, tour.
1: With David Silver, it. no, they no? did changes. No. The, the Peach yes, Pit, the Yes, song. <laughs> Peach Pit After Dark, right? <laughs> <laughs> John Briggs exposed. dropping the nineties. Uh, no, apparently, apparently uh, a lot of TV. No, the
0: Yes tour, which is actually fantastic. I'm oh, sorry, no,
6: no. Uh, so it was, it was stuff like that. So I, it was just stuff I could get to drum to, and so like I would So, do, but, so when you bought the first thing, yep. you were already playing the drums. Is that what I, you're saying? I honestly don't remember learning how to play the drums. I've been because it was that, so early, yeah. Jesus, I have memories of playing the drums in kindergarten and already being able to play. And I don't remember the whole like putting my hands together to learn how to play.
0: Do you have like a musical family or something? Yeah,
6: my brothers musical. My right. dad is a music family Well, you must have guitar. had drums in the house, is what you're saying. No, I did, I played the couch until I was. 12 or 13 I destroyed the family couch because I made it my drum set and my family said we can't buy another couch here's a fucking drum set oh man <laughs> so so good that's just I'm just I'm just owning that in my head for a little
0: bit so do you know why why were you compelled to do that do you have any idea compelled to just drum 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 I'll just hit the couch just give me the sticks let's do it no idea just were you listening to music like in your headphones and playing oh,
6: it was, mu- we, music was always through the house so it was like okay. it was my, like I said my dad had a ridiculous record collection it was all the time anytime he was home there was always a record on he was always jamming out he, he's, he plays guitar so he would jam out on guitar to it right. my brother played piano so it was always something going on was always. it like a Miles Davis thing or the Eagles or Stones? or it, what were we talking about my <clears throat> It was, so my dad's a big deadhead, right? but he has a really kind of like, he loves jazz, there's Zappa, there was Poco, there was, I mean, just anything in between. A lot of bluegrass, we'd go to bluegrass festivals, uh, that would be our vacation growing up when when we were little. So it was a big kind of wide range of music, and so that was kind of like that morph, and it really didn't become like my music, like I could, like something that was just mine until I was much older. Wow. So, anyway. so it's
0: so you, it, so it's an osmosis thing, but wow, that's cool. So I so it's a little different with you. You didn't have to go out and find the music. A lot of people, when we talk about this, it ends up being some sort of a rebellion against what is in the house. But it seems like you were comfortable with what was
6: there. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I when I was older, as a teenager, I finally branched out into stuff that was clearly my own and stuff right. like that. But it was I still dug the other stuff, and I still do. So it was kind of like a I don't know. When you branched out, what did you end up with? Was that like a
0: Deftones thing? Yeah,
6: it was like Deftones and Alice in Chains and all that sort of stuff that you know, like you know, my the rest of my family wouldn't dig. But um, yeah, I don't know. Up until that point, it was like you know Santana's Moonflower, right, right, (laughs) right, right. right. So it was you know, I Uh, I remember uh, this is a really stupid story, but in elementary school uh, at gym class, they would have these sections of gym class where you would just be running around and doing shit and. uh, if you got a reward, a personal reward, you were allowed to bring in a tape of music. And so every, like all the kids would bring in their, you know, pop music of the day tape. Right. And I'd be whatever. And I'd be like, so psyched for the day to do it and that's what I did I brought in freaking Santana's moonflower <laughs> at gym class at gym class and well, so they're and was this a, so uh, your typical to black magic woman and all the kids are going what the fuck w- was is this <laughs> your
0: ser- was this your stereotypical gym teacher too yeah and he was very cool about it oh he, he was like, okay. He let, right. he
6: let the tape play it like went into nice. the side B he flipped it over and everything but it was like <laughs> I like cringe at that thought now but it was funny well he's probably like yeah oh, cool this is take up the next 15 yeah, yeah he it's didn't great. give a shit but it was, right. it was funny it was like this is Paul Abdul or whatever was popular at the time
2: Wow Bob Uh, I had one vinyl And I think six cassettes I had uh, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor Nice And then uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson She's So Unusual by Cindy Lauper No Rest for the Wicked the Thompson Twins Wow uh, Quiet Riot Mental Health Quiet Riot wins so far Keep and uh, Born in the USA Bruce Springsteen yeah. and uh, I had a little uh, ghetto blaster stereo and I would I don't know why I did this it makes no sense now but when I was young to be sneaky like my bedroom door was closed and my parents were sleeping and I would still go under my bed with the ghetto blaster and like nestle up to it with my ear up against the speaker and listen to these cassettes like into the night and fall asleep listening to like Bruce Damn. Springsteen or Damn. Quiet Riot or I know all Damn. the B side of uh mental health really, so it's like really I love well, that.
0: so it's like an ownership thing, like uh, like it's yours, like it's your your area, you oh, yeah. kind of pull it into I your I knew every spring yeah. on
2: the bottom of that box spring. <laughs> intimately from looking up at it no, listening no, no, I to get the it. ghetto yeah, yeah, blaster yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> wow wow so do you remember how did you get those uh
2: i asked for aya the tiger for christmas right uh thriller was a gift i uh she's so unusual was in my stocking and i asked for that and i was totally mystified because it was the, f- the first cassette i saw that had orange plastic instead of right, black or cream right. plastic totally different, yeah and it kind of matched her hair yeah um Born in the USA it was a gift. And I think I traded G.I. Joe guys for metal health because no one would buy that for me.
0: That could have been the most rock and roll so far. I <laughs> may, may, may win the rock and roll. No, it's, it's, it's cool. Plus, uh, it, it's always great asking Bob questions because he actually remembers everything, which is weird. I don't know why that is, but he has this weird mind trap where he's, what did you guys call him? The cloud, right? <laughs> oh, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything you know. <laughs> everything you ask, just ask Bob. He'll, he'll give you the answer.
1: Briggs, did
0: you already answer this? I don't think you have I don't know. No, do it. Oh, it was any track.
1: Huh? No. No, wait, wait. Then you have an answer. Wait, so the question is first one you received or first one you bought? bought. What's the first one you really went? The first one I bought was uh, Acquired. uh, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Fucking Primus? Good one.
0: Jesus, really?
1: With like money, yeah. I mean, I had albums before. Like I had like ugly kid Joe and shit like that. You know, stuff you get.
0: Yeah, but was it a cassette
1: or uh, a it's a fucking cassette, yeah. I still have it. You do? Yeah. Wow. You man. want to listen to it sometime? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a ride in my car, you man. Just because it's going to sound awesome
0: now. I mean, at this point, it's going to be all beat It sounds like shit.
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it a lot. Fred cries. Fred. Something gummed it up is what you're saying, right? It probably got like orange juice or something spilled on it. <laughs>
6: I played that record for my mom once in the car. I like bought it, and I was all excited about this. And I was like, "I want to, I want to hear this." And you put so her,
0: the cassette on in the car, so I put so the cassette could,
6: in yeah. the car, and she was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? right. right. I was yeah, like, it's awesome.
1: She yeah, well. it is good. I mean, I remember, I remember seeing the the video for, like, Jerry was a race car driver or whatever right. on MTV, like, when my yeah. family got cable and I was flipping through the channels. That's a good like, point. That what was, the fuck is yeah, that? that like,
0: <laughs> as MTV goes, there wasn't a lot of super re- actually rebellious music on MTV. Every now and then there'd be something that was kind of rebelling, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the bands were biting the hand that fed them. It's like, or if they tried to, they wouldn't go on MTV. You sure. Know? Uh, you weren't seeing Bad Brains
1: on MTV, right? Writing right,
0: it. and it's so, but yeah, but those guys kind of got through the felt. Well,
1: through the, the video was yeah. awesome because it was yeah. some fucked up claymation shit. Yeah, they were.
5: Tom Waits was yeah, exactly you know, well, involved yeah. with some yeah. of their stuff. Yeah, yeah for
1: Tommy the Cap for really? sure. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah, right. Wow. That was the first fucking album you got. I mean, that I
1: bought with yeah, money. No, I know. Like I had albums I before, but yeah. they're always like gifts or whatever. Yeah, so but I'm but just that trying was to the one. The but yeah. My
6: brother had a uh, had a he w- at college. He had a college radio station or not? You know, sure. radio show. And uh, he so I got to, I went up to visit him one time just you know, just by myself. My parents left and stuff like that It was really awesome. And he turns to me and he goes, "Listen to this." And it was Jerry was our race car driver. And he was like, yeah. He was like totally like this is gonna blow your mind. I was like.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! Because you're you already right. deep into the drumming anyway, and the drumming on that album was fucking
6: beautiful. Well, right, yeah, so but right. it was just so different, and like, oh, everything Prim- about it is fucking weird. It was just weird yeah. and awesome and different. And like, yeah, when, all- when you're at that age where like weird and awesome and different is like the best thing ever, right?
5: It yeah, was- Pr- Primus changed my life too. <laughs> was, How was that? I was like whatever my parents listened to, or not my parents, whatever my mother listened to, because my dad loved like Paul Anka. <laughs> like Gene Pitney. So i was like trying to jump Nothing out of the car. Wrong
0: with the times of your life.
5: Something
0: like that. No, and no. Go, no it's the man. He has one. Go ahead.
5: It, it, but when you're like nine, you're like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. Diana. <laughs> uh, uh, but... You know, it was like my mom listened to the Beatles and, like, had she had, like, uh, like your parents had a, a, a sweet record collection. I would rock on a rocking horse in front of the stereo, like, to like ELO and, like, everything. Yeah. But the first things I ever, I, <laughs> Scammed the Columbia House, like, uh, Penny
1: CD cl- yeah. Club. Yeah, you and me both, man. Who'd and and um, uh, We love this on the Muse podcast.
0: So many people brought the Columbia scam. So many yeah, people. Yeah,
5: my friend Tadashi taught me how to do it. And uh, I think the f- first four CDs were, it was Faith No More, The Real Thing.
4: I got Blood thing. Sugar
5: Sex Magic. Um <laughs> And then there was nothing else good, so I think I got, like, a Scorpions, like, uh, Crazy World, and uh, Rats, Greatest Hits.
0: (laughs) Which was, like, their second album, right? Right.
5: (laughs) But but Primus definitely, like, was one of the first things I ran out and bought, like, when I actually had money and couldn't steal things through the mail.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my memory of that thing coming out was, like, it's just, like, all fucking elbows and knees and, like weirdness it just never it, it's like walking on rocks or something there's nothing smooth and produced and right about that thing everything about it is just bones you know just that's my my impression of what that was like at that time i remember just going fuck like everything and it's so good there and then and they, you have to like just immediately give them the uh the musicianship and then of course the video just put everything to to you know set it all on fire. Yeah. Crazy. There's another person in the room today uh who's taking photographs of this, uh I guess the documentarian of the uh of the particular podcast. Nate Hastings. I've known Nate on and off for forever. I don't remember. Do you remember when we when we actually
7: I remember meeting met? you in your dining room with uh Bob and Chris Miranda. Wow. When they were booking the uh, Rock Your Face off. Right, cuz you guys oh,
0: yeah. you cuz you were booking stuff, right? I was playing with Briggs. Right? <laughs> What was the name of the band?
7: <laughs> it was the Pros. Uh, Patrick Boutwell was in it as well. Oh, geez. Bringing okay. it all back now, around, wow. man. Yeah. This is
0: crazy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So you were in the Pros, yep. and you're playing with Briggs. Yep. And Patrick, who uh, was just... Uh, yeah, you, Pat, And That was
4: before like two, he had the robot tuners on his, his guitar. One, yeah. <laughs> of course.
7: <laughs> yeah. So um, and I think it keeps going back. People going to high school together, but Pat Boutwell and I went to high school together. So it's... A weird kind of educational circle we all seem to have here. <laughs>
0: yeah. So since we're going around the room, do you remember the first record you bought?
7: Yeah, so all these stories kind of ring true. Uh, my dad had a great music collection as well, and there were records that were too scratched up that I was allowed to play on my like kid record player. And so one of my first ones was Beach Boys' Endless Summer. And then the Columbia House scam, I got to pick one of for from my dad, and I was really into the uh, Batman movie, so I got the soundtrack that Prince did. Oh, Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. And I didn't really know anything about that, and still, when I go back to it, it blows my mind. But the first one that I bought with my own money, like in a trip to the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua, was uh, Green Day's Dookie.
0: Yeah,
7: you know, wow. Let me, oh,
0: hang on, you just said something. Let me just pull it up again there. Okay, so let me see if I get this right. The reason why you could play... This, the, the record, the yep. record album, the actual vinyl on your kid record player
7: was because it was already too scratched up, right? It was, it was already scratched enough to the point where like I couldn't mess it up anymore. I understand.
4: Yeah.
0: But so but think about that. I mean, that's that's actually super poetic, right? The reason it's scratched up is because it got listened to so yep. many times oh, yeah. that it's beat up, and it's like, so those are the ones that you're going to throw at the kids. Yep. That's really, I don't know why, that's, that's really compelling to me. Well, that's and the what... crazy
7: thing was when my parents split, um, mm-hmm. my dad left his um, original stereo and became mine, right. and I still have that turntable. I I've blown up the receiver and all that, but I yeah. still have the same turntable with the same needle, and it's Working just fine. Wow! Yeah, you should cool. clean
1: that fucking thing once in a while. <laughs> I do that. Yeah.
7: <laughs>
4: like a
5: vacuum.
1: Yeah. I'll have I'll have you over. Yeah. I'll R- change the bag on your stylus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So
0: obviously we like to talk about road stories. You guys haven't played that many like long distance kind of things and stuff. But for example, I, I that. For me, I've only seen you a handful of times, but that, that show at Kelly's was, I thought, was one of the high points, at least certainly the best time I've ever seen you guys. Do you have, do you have any, like, what's the best show you ever played? Worst show you ever played?
3: I got
6: a couple worst shows ever.
0: Yeah, Excellent. is one, yeah. Of, is one of those
3: places with the horse. So, one, one <laughs> of
6: the worst show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't know if I could talk about played that, this panic. One of the times was with the, 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 the pre-screen a way uh, below away now. below. And it was it was the millennium. New Year's Eve New Year's Y2K. Eve, oh, Y2K, right. oh. Salem, New Hampshire oh, at, at the racetrack. And we were told it's going to be inside in a heated barn.
2: Heated pavilion, they said pavilion. Yeah. Heated pavilion. Right. It was uh, it's my
0: it's my job. So we, the five jobs. So you're you're this is literally the night of Y2K, right? So yeah. this is the, the, the New big. Year's Eve. Year 2000, first day of the year 2000. We got the
2: midnight set at Rockingham Park. You're playing at
3: midnight. Yeah, we're playing with the lights.
0: And you're playing at Rockingham Park, which is a horse racing track, but you're supposed to be, according to what you are saying, indoors, Salem, New Hampshire.
6: This is the way below band, so it's like four people, five people? Five people. Great. Go. So my my very quick memory of it was that it was not a heated pavilion. It was an outdoor thing in... (laughs) Mind you, <laughs> with, it was like 10, you know. It's got to be ne- unbelievable. 10 degrees. It was a cold degree. And it ended up being a battle of the bands, which we had no idea when we showed up. We thought it was just a regular gig. And, uh, and so we, we go to play this, and everything is late. So we were supposed to play before midnight and then go celebrate at midnight. We get on at 5 of midnight or something.
0: Oh, my God. So you're playing when the thing happened.
6: I remember looking over, and there was a TV over. About, a- doggy. That's okay. There's a TV over on the side, and I could see the ball drop in New York on the TV. Going, and I'm like thinking to myself, "This is fucking year 2000 my memory here." That's it. And You're playing. We're playing, and the amps fucking stopped working because it was so died. cold. It yeah, just yeah, his stopped. Just Wait, stopped working.
3: At, when it became Y2K, you had an equipment failure. It was not even an equipment failure. It was a like thermal. No, I I get it, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Oh, like that course. was like, so for.
2: It, it was the worst gig ever. When, it was, yeah, yeah, it was and, and,
6: and to top it off. We fucking lost.
2: <laughs> we didn't win. <laughs> but the, 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 I'm I'm a silver lining guy. That was the only show we ever got to play
3: that had like a thirty thousand dollar fireworks display during one. True, of our we songs. were watching a super light show. True. During uh, sun that I, that night we got back, my Bob and I lived in the same place in Lee, New Hampshire. At that, and I don't know if you remember this, but that was the night Kurt came back. Um, he had had that wet, that evening gig with Toby. Oh yeah. They had like an upright bass jazz thing, and they made right. they made twelve hundred dollars. This is Kurt, the trombone player. Kurt Morgan was a ba- he's a bass player, he- different person.
0: Yep. gotcha. Right, I'm sorry, gotcha. Wow. So, hang on. Do you remember the criteria of the
2: Battle of the Bands? I have no idea. I don't.
6: I don't. I remember showing up and not knowing it was like a, a contest. No, no, no. no. I, do you remember like, like who won and all that? I don't know
2: some other band. I, I remember who won. I can't. Uh, of course you do, Bob. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the name. Cloud. But it was Bruce and John Carpenter's band, and they had that song. It went. One potato, two potato, three potato, five. That's and, what beat us, and they won. <laughs> but, well, they're nice guys, and they had
3: stage presence. I should have brought out the broccoli song. And then, and, then, and then just
2: so. And
6: then I just, I just need to hijack this for the other worst gig before we go off. Was the one in New York City, and I'll never forget this because uh, this was oh, the right. greatest of, moment of all time. So we're going down to New York City to play a gig, which is a risk, and we we think it's gonna suck. We're like, you know, we're out of town. We're not really bringing anyone well, with us. Plus, you're going us.
0: down to New York, and the people in the audience are going to be like,
6: oh, look, a band from New Hampshire. Right. It, it, awesome. we, we think it's going to suck. We get there, and the band right before us draws the whole room full. All of Soho. All of, I mean, they're just packed, and, and we're like, Arlene's "Holy Gross. shit, we Arlene's are going Grocery. to get yeah, Grocery. We are going to get to play New York City." Okay, to play, Arlene's was a great place, right? Play. We're gonna get then. to play. Uh, we're gonna get to play New York City to a fucking packed house, whether they like us or not. This is gonna be fucking cool. Worth it. <laughs> they finish their set, and the guy goes. Everybody let's go next door to get a drink The whole place empties out We play to an empty room Yes it does And I was like at Yeah 1 15, that's about right <laughs> That's 1, how it works It
3: was 1.15am too Or 12.45 It right. was within that, that slot of our time slot We got maybe 30 minutes Right And if decided to drive home
2: If the club caught on fire It would have emptied out slower Yes Right it emptied out so fast. It was like they inserted them. Right,
6: And I'm just watching this going, oh, oh, oh no.
2: <laughs> if I remember, I'm sorry, New York people,
0: I apologize if I'm doing this wrong, but Arlene's is the place where they would uh, pass the uh, brass hat, right? That's how you made money, right? Uh, there was no one to pass it to, so we don't know. <laughs> right. it, the the right. hat was in it the was middle was of the floor. zero people there. <laughs> yeah, I may be the confusing it with somewhere else, but I'm pretty sure Arlene's, yeah. And again, someone from New York and write an email and, and tell me how stupid i'm being but yeah they had like this big brass top hat which they'd flip upside down and you just pass it around the sounds around like, the audience and then you it's, people it's very would put monopoly. Money in. it was super monopoly yeah you were like the monopoly dude but 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 sometimes it'd be like money too i mean sometimes you make you know 150 bucks or whatever yeah going do not pass go oh. well do not pass the hat
6: sounds like those guys just left you say in the guy the singer in the band yep Fucking stole everybody? Well, they were all there for them anyway. So, right. I mean, in reality, it wasn't the... It's still t- a dick at, move. That's a at really time, dick move, At the man. time, it sucked, but afterwards, yeah. I was like, you know... We, you know,
3: well, It nice. was a good experience. <laughs>
6: no, it was not. <laughs> it was a good It really was not. It we
3: was had a good. wonderful drive home at 345 in Connecticut.
6: It was a, no, that was a terrible experience.
3: If
0: I, oh, Which was it? Rhode Island the, had... Rhode, oh, Massachusetts Dunkin' Donuts closed, like, at midnight, too. So, you had to get your... Coffee. If you were in Rhode yeah. Island, you had to get the coffee in Rhode Island before you left Rhode Island, because if you got to Mass and you were falling asleep, there's nowhere to fucking get coffee right. at the time because you you couldn't. The uh, co- convenience stores didn't have coffee like all the time. Well,
3: that was the uh, advent of the nuclear monster beverage, Rockstar Energy Drink. In person, <laughs> no, in thirty-two ounces. Yeah, you guys,
0: yeah, I've, I've I've successfully made it this far in my life, never having done Coke or Rockstar Energy Drink. They're
3: they're oh. interchangeable. I think they're exchangeable. <laughs>
0: maybe three years yeah but you can't trick
5: like a bunch of girls into bed with like a can of red bull
3: <laughs> that's true it's different that's true the- I've, t-
0: I've tried <laughs> so you're saying rockstar energy drink does
3: no okay. cocaine I, does God, I, I know.
0: I'm <laughs> trying to shit on your joke Fro-
3: froberg is now <laughs> cartel
0: wow no, no. Yeah, but Arlene's. Yeah, I remember uh, playing. I, if I have the right place, oh, anyway, I know playing at Arlene's was fucking great. But I maybe mix it up with someone else. But yeah, those are those places you'd play. Like they'd have like seven bands.
3: Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, yeah fifteen minutes. They, they
0: had a backline, and you could you could just plug into. They had like a fucking couple of twins and a SVT or something, and you just blast through
2: it. Right. Yeah. They have yeah, Marshalls and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yamaha kit, everything. Yeah, it was like you just walk quick. up and
0: just go. They don't want to deal with people loading in and out and shit. I was the keyboard player, so I had to bring like four keyboards and shit. And the guys looking at me like, You asshole, right? Why are you doing all this? Can I just, just remember board. trying to
6: set up as quickly as possible just so there'd be one person in the room. But yeah. I'm no, like, I'm like, Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> 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 I'm over ready to go. Oh. Jared's like, Don't leave.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. What a, what a nice memory.
2: I got a road story. Go ahead. Um, we were in... I don't remember where. But I always ma- made this horrendous joke about taking a crap in Rhode Island.
3: Uh, I wasn't going to go there.
2: I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> oh, But it's kind of... Wait, the Safari wow, Lounge. I'm kinda, not talking about the Safari Lounge. of that up. The Safari Lounge. I, I would tell this weird story about trying to find a place to go to the bathroom in Rhode Island. And Maybe I, later. And I asked the audience at this one club. I said, anyone here ever take a crap in Rhode Island? And everyone was dead silent. And then I said, so you just kept driving and left it in New Jersey where it belongs. <laughs> so we play our set and we get off stage and this band gets up after <laughs> us and goes, we're so-and-so from New, New Jersey.
3: Jersey. It was awesome. <laughs> and, it seems so purposeful. And
2: I've just felt like an ass, but it was pretty funny.
1: They probably got it. <laughs>
2: So the Safari Lounge.
6: I love the Safari Lounge.
2: With you going to the bathroom. What's, what's there? the Safari Lounge? Safari Lounge was a place in Providence. Providence, Before Providence, like had a Renaissance, right. and they had this bathroom that was out of like some crazy nightmare. World War One. Somebody had put a, uh, like an explosive. <laughs> there was one toilet, and it was blown up, and it looked like several sharp. Shark's teeth sticking up, and it was full of all sorts of grotesque things. Right. And I ate something that really disrupted my gut, and I had to go. And there was no way I was going to try and squat over this thing
3: because if I fell, I would probably have to get a limb amputated. So, <laughs> like you couldn't tell the ground yeah. from the wall, from the ceiling, except for the refuse band stickers.
6: Well, or what about the urinal that was. Broken, but covered in cardboard and had a hole cut in it. And it said, piss here. <laughs> so you want to be in a band, right? You want to be in a band.
0: It'll Glorious. be great, they said. You just, oh, it'll be great. People love you. That ended up you. being a
6: really good
3: gig at the end of it. That, that was a great that, that was 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 gig. Hole?
2: It was a small hole.
3: Ah, it's Providence.
2: Nowhere in Providence <laughs> would let me use the bathroom.
3: So so what
0: did you do, Bob? Did you I, go to New Jersey? Oh!
2: No, I, I went like everywhere. I just kept walking block after block after block. And my, my final ditch effort was I walked into the fanciest place I could find. Oh, this right. is good. I sat at the bar and I ordered the most expensive scotch they had. And after they served it to me, I asked where the bathroom was. Smart guy. And then I went to the bathroom decimated back. it <laughs> shot the scotch and ran back to the safari lounge as fast as i could because we were on in five minutes it was like
3: mission critical too this guy was not happy i mean he, i was out wingmanning it on the street like where could we go because there was nowhere it was like safari lounge and then everything was hostile like, especially like rouge whatever even yeah I mean, the, it
0: the original providence was like the shanghai of america for a little while you know you just go and hope that you made it through the whole experience right yeah, you nice know and now it's of course completely different. Now it's a really, really cool place to play and to be around. It's really absolutely,
1: open. especially if you want hot wieners <laughs> <laughs> and
0: strawberry milk and sure
1: coffee, milk. coffee milk. Ain't, yeah, ain't coffee nothing
0: milk. wrong with the autocrat. I don't understand why no. you guys are. are I wasn't on, the on that. I
1: was just saying that I would rather not have a hot wiener. No one brought any. <laughs> I Thank this, God, this is this is, <laughs> is, is, is going
0: to be like an, a, a, an official rolling joke of the uh, of the podcast. Well, hot wieners, what yeah, is that? Wieners. This is fun
3: to say. Hot wieners, hot wieners. What was it? The Boutwell? Was it the first inception? Yeah, you know, hot wieners.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying hot wieners. Apparently again. you need
3: to go whip some up.
1: It's it's kinda like a hot dog, but if you call it a hot dog, people from Providence get upset about it. Is it the it. same
3: size, length, meat,
1: all that? Uh more or less. But uh the 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 rub is that some guy puts a bunch of greasy buns up his arm and then he puts the hot wieners on it and then he slaps some meat sauce on it, and then you put it in your face and it doesn't taste very good.
3: Really? It's like yeah. the whole it's like the whole important element of this wiener i is guess that,
1: i don't know it's more the experience i guess it's than, a sleeve yeah, delivery sure. system like i mean if you go get some like hebrew national dogs or whatever you can have a little like weenie roast and you'll be fine but it's not a hot wiener well Apparently, you gotta have like, like, a like a the you have to have difference. the meat sauce yeah that's true it, right. the meat sauce is key. It's like a chili thing so like yeah and dog, the guy's arm the guy's arm is also important where he holds the buns is As he greek, greek? I don't know what he is. He's gross. It doesn't matter where he's from, but he's definitely disgusting. Wow! Threw every hot wiener guy down
3: the down the down the.
1: Yeah, maybe not. The... Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I just had like a one bad experience. <laughs>
3: Duncan <laughs> spent time downtown. Yeah, that's be, true. <laughs> <but my parents laughs> know, I
1: don't think he went to New York system too frequently though. I went to New York. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of New York system places. Uh yeah. what was the one? Onlyville? Oh, 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 on, only? Only? Ol- only? Yeah. Oh Ol- yeah. Ol- yeah. Ol- yeah, that's the one. That's the one I went to. Right. Yeah, I, but then you, enjoyed can, you can get my ham York. and cheese on the griddle. Like that was yeah. good. I didn't like the hot wiener, but that's just me. I Maybe mean, it's a personal flavor thing. Yeah, you can get the New York system in a lot
0: of places, in, uh, in which is the same. It's another description. I'm for just talking about soccer. where I it's got it. Title for that uh, the Why? hot dog with the with the it's a steamed hot dog with the with the meat, meat sauce. sauce. Why, Why
1: system? I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. The system refers to the fact that the guy loads the hot dog buns up his arm <laughs> You're for, pretty, for maximum I mean, efficiency. Very declarative oh, on bu- this one.
3: Interior sleeve or exterior sleeve? No, no because it's on the
1: fucking meat of his arm, like with the hair and everything. It's and your hot, hot dog there. bun sits on there and he's sweaty. And, and the hot dog, you know, that adds to the friction of the bun. <laughs> and it sticks to the arm, which is part of the system, obviously. Okay. And then he slaps the hot wieners in there, which are different from hot dogs. They're not hot dogs. No, and neither are made from dogs. But the hot wieners taste grosser than hot dogs. And then they put not the meat true. sauce on it with one of those, like, uh, the, the meat slapper wands. S- That's true. A spatula? Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's different. It's got like a crosshatch kind of thing on it. It's a meat slapper wand. You could use it for like Easy Cheese or Velveeta, but they use it for meat sauce. So it serves... Fuck all you guys. You don't know what I'm talking about. I actually do. You're pretty staying accurate. you yeah. going. Don't so. Okay. So, anyways, the dogs go in the arm buns, and then he slaps the meat sauce on it. and Then he brings it over, and then you eat it, and then you're dissatisfied. Does he
3: charge you a, a premium for this experience? I don't know.
1: Someone else paid when I was there. So, I are didn't we have like to buy in a
3: three dollar ballpark per wiener? I oh, was, yeah, in, the, I was an, in the. I was in the someone else's ex- money yeah, ballpark. It's not so. an expensive.
1: No, experience. it wasn't expensive. <laughs> I did like the ham and cheese on the griddle it was really good. I'm glad this guy's not into fresh seafood. Yeah, you know, it's probably a different guy at this point, but his arms are probably still gross. There's a lot of really great things to eat in Providence. You can get hot stuffies, wieners are not one of them
0: <laughs> stuffies and that pizza that doesn't have any cheese on it that's true
1: there is a lot of good food in providence there actually really is but anyway wow most of it is good food i'm you know i'm and i'm kind of overreacting like if you're drunk in the middle of the night and you want a hot wiener go get one because it's probably pretty fucking good <laughs> guaranteed man i had it before i drank which was my problem
0: yeah in uh yeah. uh around here there are uh certainly not an equivalent but sort of maybe a, a Similar kind of thing would be uh, in Portsmouth, right? Gillies. 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 Now, Gillies is good all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, Gillies is a, is a, is a story in itself, right? I mean, they 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 park they still park illegally, as far as I. I is understand that still it. true? I think they
1: got like grandfathered or great grandfathered. Yeah, basically, some dudes are like parked in the fucking parking lot and started serving burgers and dogs. Yeah, out of it. and that was certainly the the genesis of the place. Like they had like a Guinness record for most parking tickets or something like that. Yeah.
0: I think the late-night food is the shit, man. I love late-night
1: food. Food truck booms. My, I'm, I'm telling you, I said it. My mistake was going to the, get a hot wiener before I was drunk. It was early night, not late night. <laughs> I get you. I the chemistry I, I was don't wanna, off. I don't want to throw the hate, you know? I just didn't enjoy you, my experience. It sounds like you're throwing salt,
0: actually, you know? Maybe. Kind of salty over there, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of salt. Guy's arm is sweaty. So you guys do the live thing. You guys have been doing this thing for a long time. People play live. It's different in 2016. It's not. There aren't that many places to play. People don't go. Hey, where are we going to go see music on Friday night? As a normal conversation between right. people, right. it's. It used to be. You know, uh, thirty, sure. forty years ago, that would be like, "What are we doing? Where are we going? Where are we going out?" People obviously still go out, but it's not like let's go see a band. Most of the time, when people, it's in my experience, certainly around here. They're going to go either. We're going to go to this venue, which always has some sort of dance music, or we're going to go out and see this particular act, which we know intimately because we have listened to them on Spotify all the time, and we became friends with the band or whatever. Right. So, like right now, do you do you guys still go out and see music? Do you do you actually go out and see bands? You know,
1: I try to, yeah, but you know, there's not as much as there used to be. And there's a you know there's there's clubs or venues that you go to that are music specific places, and people will go out of their way to go there, like the Sinclair in Boston or wherever. The happens Sinclair to be. is the
0: fucking man. But
1: for the most part, like at like the, in the bar scene or whatever, I think the what people say now is, uh, oh, they have music, let's go somewhere else rather than oh, who are we going to see? You know? Yeah, I do. I understand. What do
0: you
3: guys think? I mean, do you, do you think that that thing is? Do you think it's over? You, uh, no. I, obviously, music isn't over. That's, no. that's right. I think it's just tired at this point. I think it's one of those things. Ran its course, got saturated, and we're in the other side of the pendulum. So, I'm hoping here.
0: Well, I mean, for me, the things that are compelling that are like super big and famous, I I have a ton of smaller, compelling stuff. I listen to all this cool shit on Spotify. But for things that are sort of universally accepted, I think on uh, the new tip, you have like the whole Kendrick Lamar, the whole brain feeder system there. they a whole set of those guys, uh, you know, Thundercat and all that kind of stuff. That's interesting. I don't know of anything really right now, like something that we would consider really modern right now. That I would call like
3: a rock band. I wouldn't either. I mean, you no, can check. You can check out the mainstream. Whoops, sorry, wait, No, I was gonna say there's plenty of rock bands out there. I think it's. just... And I
0: mean, so- right now, think about what you're saying. I'm not talking about Foo Fighters or anybody grandfather. I'm saying like a new example of like three
6: or four people playing, five people, guitars, bass, drums, singing, going big. Like, there's there's tons of stuff out there. It just depends on where you're listening for it. It's just there's there's so many sub choices. It. it I, we did this exercise once. I was I was on this like chat board online, and they they were saying, you know, hey, let's look at all the records that got released in 1972. Right? How many of those do you have, and did you listen to? Right. And then you go through an 82, 92, and all of a sudden you get to two, you know 2012. The the list is so much larger, and and that's what it is. It's diluted. So you think, you know, that's you know back 40 50 years ago you totally only you it. had a dozen bands to listen to and that was it right and they were developed and so they were but but, but it's it's yeah. still it's still out there i think i think that well no hold on but, but i think but we're missing
0: two different things i understand they're out there that's not what i mean what i mean is can you name a band that everybody knows all the people on the podcast will know or even a lot of people that are that is actually new now that just has guitars and drums and bass since the Foo Fighters, which is like fucking twenty five years old, right?
6: No, yeah, but you are thinking: is there a band in that particular genre? So, I mean, obviously they exist. I am not saying that you can no, find them in the back end of Spotify somewhere. There is plenty of bands there. So mm-hmm. they have they have guitar, bass, drums, and synth. You know what I mean? But it's still the same. It's still a rock band. It's just all, you know, it goes from it goes from Foo Fighters to Franz Ferdinand to you know to Walk the Moon to it's. I don't know. I just think that sentiment of that you know the it doesn't exist anymore is not true. It just not, it's going not through a, it doesn't exist. I'm saying it's, it's it going through. It's no. It's it's morph from what you're listening to. It's just it's just gotten so hyper segmented. So someone can go instead of going. I like one of 12 bands, or I like two of 12 bands, it's like, I like this really thin slice. slice. And that's cool, because it's really like, okay, it's custom. Everything yeah. is custom I to the what they like. Yeah, I and it's totally become see more like idea. that. So I think that, that sentiment of...
0: So the idea of something becoming popular, then, would mean that it's rising above that custom slices to the point where, at, at this point, it doesn't really relate anymore.
6: But nothing's going to be, be as popular as it was when you only had 10 or 12 choices. Right. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? You have you have a hundred choices where there was ten or twelve of of quality just sub-genres that
3: never existed. Right. Yeah. I will say one thing that I felt, and it's not in contrary to what Jared's saying, but one thing that I will say that might ring truer with you is that for me, what I have noticed, invented, if not, is that those slices of bands that are so flavorful in their own one way, they don't have the liberty to write outside of their slice. It's like I feel like there has been this allocation of of scene and and i'm only exposed to what i like and what i listen to so i'm not going right. to speak for everybody else that sits here and listens to music but right. i think one of the things that created the industry that we know and that we enjoyed was bands that did not rely on sounding like a specific way and i'll cite a personal like example like when we started and we were writing and like swans like porcelain came out and we were trying to write a lot of our songs would be longer and we hit certain walls with peers that we respected that would say you know you could be more commercial you could do all sorts of things right. which we took for came into account but for me personally as a lyricist one thing i never enjoyed doing was writing aggro, male punch you in the face you're my woman punch you down type of lyrics right. li-
6: no nickelback right, right. Yeah. no, no, not, of e- no not
3: even nickelback right. just like i didn't want to sing about what dudes talked about between the ages of 19 and 25 at a right. fucking sports bar right. at a locker room talk validated man absolutely yeah fuck that us
5: start a locker room so talk man lyrical, con-
3: lyrical <laughs> content was for me the first place yeah. where stuff started to get restricted because people started saying... In the
0: popular realm. In right, the
3: popular right, right. realm, but at the time we're talking about, we're talking, what, 1997, 2002? Yep. The popular realm was rather spongy, pliable, liquid. You could be a band like the Deftones and have a drop B tune right. that was in an altered tuning that was five minutes, and then have a radio hit that was three and a half minutes, and when she sang soft. And girls liked it, too. You know what I mean? Like, so right, that the occurred. Incubus thing, too. Exactly. Right, right, Got, right, they you could have just, a hit, and then everything you, else. If you could get yeah. your board up on the wave, you didn't care how fucking far down the coast you went with it. Right, and if right, you went right. past Malibu and past Yacht Rock, no one cared.
0: But it might even be part of the, weird. but it might even be part of the little bit. part of, but it may have be been awareness on the behalf of the audience. We, the audience, like if I'm in that audience, I'm like, Oh yeah, of course that's their hit. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They even know that that's the hit and where well, I'm actually interested in this shit over here. Yeah. Right. I guess, I guess the thing I'm getting at really, to be honest, was less about recorded music, but more about live music. And I'm getting at is that you need to have some sort of level of popularity in order order to draw an audience to come out and see you and to go and do the thing
3: and to keep you fresh sorry to well, interrupt. No, no
0: no i agree what i'm getting at though is that there are less and less examples of when i said this all started as you know, do you go out and see live music there are throwbacky kind of bands there's a bands that are still trying to sound somewhere between you know the kinks and led zeppelin or something but as as i look around i just don't see them there's you, you, as a lot of places you can see music, you can see music in a lot of different formats, but the regular old Let's Play Rock doesn't seem to have a foothold anywhere anymore, with the exception of, of course, the throwback-type bands.
3: I think I personally would agree with that, and for me, which is funny, because I mean, just looking at it, where would you go see them? Right. Where do you
0: see this? Where do you? Where's just a black box with a bunch of speakers with a bunch of lights? so You go see it like
3: the chit chat. Common right? radio's down, right? Com, com, we all can. Well, see Radio it. is sort of yeah, yeah it's not gone. Even, so we all know sense, that that's yeah. down. So you no longer have mm-hmm. your 14 boxes you can go choose from, right? That's gone. So that solution's gone. And Jarrett was mentioning that if you're active, you can find what you want and it's plentiful. And there's no
0: question that you can, it's like porn, you can find exactly the porn you want now in your music, exactly that one. Someone feel free to describe which porn we're talking about, but the point being- Guitar solos. Exactly right. The point being that you can totally find... I can still find a new band that just put out an album that has a guitar solo. But I
3: am going to have to look for it on Spotify. And my personal criticism is that they won't have a production level or the artistic clarity, all that BS that falls into it. Right. That's the only thing I think is a negative. Yeah. uh, So would that be like amateur porn? (laughs) (laughs) Well, right. So amateur porn, it would be one hot person makes that a good thing, Right. One one's particular talent will ring above it and make regardless of the production quality good or bad. Right? right yeah, yeah. Someone's abs you, make you're it going, worth it. You're going to judge it with a gradient regardless of what its presentation is. And mm-hmm. Many bands are the same it's way. It's not about the lighting as much at that
1: right. point. You know? mm-hmm. It's about the shadow on the abs.
6: But the, I don't know. I, I I listen to a lot of Satellite radio, I have for a long time because I have a long commute. That's an interesting comment right
1: there because it's been
0: pre-curated for you, which I love. But go ahead. But
6: it's the same thing as radio used to be for me. You know, regular radio, and regular radio for a very long time has been something that hasn't appealed to me. But like satellite radio, as I got into that and had a long commute, I go, okay, now these these stations, and hey, there's I'm getting exposed to new bands. I'm getting exposed to things, And and I because there was a period of time where like, oh, there's no new bands out there and then blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden I get exposed to that and all of a sudden I go, okay, well, now there's more and then I can, you know, and there's a million internet options too. It's just hard to find. So if you've... I find that that something like a, a satellite radio is great because it you, it just puts it in front of you. You don't have to go searching it out. It's curated. Yeah, exactly. And it's I, I love that for and me. And you can
0: you can find that on Spotify as well. And uh, especially if you continue to listen to that type of material, Spotify will push right, that shit exactly. to you on your discover. Again, we're talking about recorded music, though. I'm, I was really kind of going down the line. Yeah, yeah thing.
6: but but it, it's it's gotten so diluted on a local level. You know, again, that same thing where it used to be harder to you know back in the day. You know, it used to be harder to put together musicians to that would be that could play music and write music and, and put together a band and stuff like that, other than a cover band. And then, you know, in the last, you know, certainly accelerated over the last 20, 25 years where it's so easy and there's so many of them. And I don't mean this, it's going to come out bad, but like when you're, when you play shows as a band, you play with a lot of other bands and thankfully you get exposed to a lot of really cool bands that excite you. But unfortunately, just in the case of the volume of bands that you see, there's just a shit ton of shitty bands. And when you have to sit through a shit ton of shitty bands, it's one thing if you're in a band and you're playing a set in a little bit and you're like, "All right, well, there's five bands. One of them was awesome and I got really excited by them, inspired." Yeah, night was worth three it. 3 yeah. of them made me want to just completely kill myself. And <laughs> and if you're the audience and all of a sudden you go you've you've t- taken the time to go to a show and you're sitting through those three shitty bands, you're like, "Oh, why am I here?" Right. And I think that's what it is. It's these shows where there's multiple bands and there's no kind of Quality control and stuff like that, and I think that more than anything has in my opinion has kind of hurt people going out to see live music because why would you want to do that if <laughs> honestly if the quality control isn't there so I think there's that that, any, that whole anyone can do it attitude
0: pay
3: to play yeah
0: yeah well there's, and there's an angle to this which is weird, which is the reason why bands play that 50 minute set and then they you have know, a changeover or you get to the next band and you go play the next band for 50 minutes and stuff that whole concept. As, as actually no basis in reality. It's just is a result of what you used to be like 30 Economics, years ago, yeah. right? right? But that economic thing doesn't even exist anymore. If I went out to see, if if uh, Nate had a band and, and he just wanted to play, I would be like, go ahead, let's go see you play. And so there's, you don't, you can play for as long as the fuck you want. You could take a break and we'll all go get something and we'll just listen to you more, right? It's like the whole idea of listening to music I think has been was at one point like music was sort of commoditized, sort of like a CD. Your songs all need to be less than four minutes long. If you want to get on the radio, it's going to have to be three to three fifteen. That's it. You're not getting on the radio any other way. Therefore, if you have a six minute song, you're either an asshole or you're scary or you're doing something weird or you're like just you know who do you think you are? If you can't do it in three minutes, you have, you're not saying all these things used to be real things that would fly around the room when I'm recording with people mm. and. None of this actually makes any sense. If you like a song, you just listen to it. But everybody gets so used to that, that constant commoditization that it even went over to live music. Like, why do you have to have drums on every song? Like, why do you even have to have songs? Why don't you just play? Just fucking play. <laughs>
1: well, it's because drums yeah. are awesome. Well,
0: no, I'm just saying. Then, hey, then, if I brought then them just, there,
1: I'm using them. Then,
0: <laughs> then, That's it, though. Then play the drums. You know what I mean? Like, this is an opportunity. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's an opportunity. You don't need to have a bar. You don't need to be on a stage with a bunch of lights and shit. You don't need to play three-minute songs. You don't need to do any of this shit. You can do literally whatever the fuck you want, and they'll probably bring more people. Just in a pop-up show, say, you know what, we're playing down at the farm on the corner you know, on on Wednesday, or not? wait, it was on Saturday night, this Saturday coming up, or whatever, and we're going to get a bunch of food, let's go, and that does happen, I mean, it's the old uh, model that the band Fish did in the beginning, there was really no place that wanted them to play, except for a couple of places around Burlington, so they just started renting fucking places, and charging five bucks to show up, and, you know, pretty soon, they're the ones who have the the fucking Portland Civic Center, you know, playing 6,000 people, so... There is an opportunity here. I'm not necessarily, uh, it sounds preachy, but I think it is my, my, I don't believe that it's still there. I'm not going to disagree with you directly. For recorded music, it's definitely still there. And that will always be there because people who love the sound of, you know, that sound are always going to love that sound and then you just get bored of listening to the same goddamn songs over and so they're going to find a new version of it. But, uh, Outside of that, I mean, the reason why I think you hear so much, you hear like the new Beyond, well, the relatively new Beyond, I'm trying to look back at big albums of 2016. That was a fucking creative piece of awesomeness. You may totally not like it, but it's inarguably creative. It's inarguably different and interesting. And the crossover between the reality show of someone's life and the actual singing and the production and the idea that was presented visually... All of this stuff is just like an example of new creativity. So if you don't already just love the sound of a guitar, that's really cool. But now where you are, what if someone said, yeah, your song doesn't need to be three minutes long. You can write it three minutes long if you want. But what happens if the lyrics are whatever you want them to be, you know? So I guess what I'm saying is it feels like everybody's being set free from having to do... 50 minutes of three-minute songs and trying to be so good that the audience likes you even though they weren't there for you anymore. And no more smoky fucking bar. And is that really the best place to listen to music anyway? And you had to drive to Haverhill and figure out a way to get out of it, you know?
1: I might argue that a smoky bar is the best place to listen to music. I actually, am, I'm being real devil's advocate right now,
0: but for me, that's what I grew up doing, right? So right. maybe that isn't the best place, but for me, it is, you know. You know sure. But I
5: also think like people change. I mean, I would love to be able to go out, see live music, six nights a week, and get drunk and like have a blast. But you know, my liver's getting older. <laughs> I gotta wake, I gotta wake up in the morning or the afternoon and maybe go work or something and, you know, life catches up to you. So it's harder. And, you know, the options can be too plentiful at times or, or you might just not look for them
2: anymore.
0: I mean, I have this picture of, of Bob underneath the, the, you know, the, 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 the bed, you having to listen to this, being compelled to listen to this music. Do you think, do you wonder I wonder is part of this live show, part of the reason why we all ended up in bands, we all started doing this, is because there was a possibility of fame and fortune. Was that it? Froberg's for, definitely forever, the one yes, yes. for me there's no question. I'm not saying that I wanted to be famous and fortune, but if there was no possibility of fame and fortune, if there was no possibility that I could make a living as a musician. It would have been very hard to jump out when I was 17, get a fucking fake ID and go on the road and tell everybody I was 21. That would have been a really hard jump for me, knowing that if it was now, I can't imagine there are that many 17-year-old kids who are doing that anymore because there's nothing
6: out there to support you. Well, I think that it's different. Like the motivation, cha- the motivation hasn't changed, but your perspective on it does as you get older. So, like maybe maybe you you think it's you know, oh, this it would be cool to you know play a show to you know many thousands of people, or whatever the the scenario is. But as you get older, you, you might realize, or don't know, for me, you know you realize the, that motivation is still the same for doing it, but it's not, "Oh, you know, like, I want this adoration or even playing for thousands of people it's It's a very cool thing, despite that. And I think right. it's, 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 it's all a life perspective of where you, I'm getting really stupid heavy. Right I don't, think you, I don't no, think you are. I don't think you are. That's it's right on a, for I, sure. I think
0: but you're it, dead on. Everybody's it, completely with you here. But it's,
6: I think, and I think uh, as a, uh, to tie back here as a band, I think we kind of came to that re- realization, you know, uh, you know, we, we kind of took a step back and we're like, let's just do things that are, that fill that, that, that good part that that motivation that make us feel good yeah. and not this goal thing and it's not like the motivation ever changed throughout but it's like we kind of realized well this is really what it's about it's more about like f- f- that self fulfilling thing so
4: because
6: yeah. you know you know it's it's you know <laughs> you know when you're playing local and you're at a certain age and stuff like that you know you're not going to be doing some certain Major leap into uh, into stardom, but that 's not what it 's all about you You get a per- certain perspective of 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 the motivations of music and why it 's so important to you and what, why it makes you feel good and why there 's this need to even play to small amounts of people because just getting it out there is an important thing so it 's not about getting it out there so that someone tells someone else and it becomes this big phenomenon it 's just because as you know musicians and artists or whatever. You're trying to put something out there because that's what you do. And I think that perspective, it's the same thing for when you're younger in doing it, but you
3: don't realize it then. Right. For me, yeah. as, a, <laughs> as a writer, like what was interesting for me is the biggest thing for me, I'm sure there were mixtures of all the other things as well. Like I'm sure that there was people that I admired that I would have wanted to have looked like, and that would have been fame, or money, things that I would have wanted. I always wanted to show up with the better songwriters which is funny because I write differently. I'm not like a mass producer and have 100 and choose five. It worked out different for for me than that. But ultimately, I just wanted to look back and say I showed up and that I could stand among people that contributed to the art. And with that contribution comes a certain lifestyle that allows you to protect writing your music, right? Right, right. And that was kind of that. And then I realized I was trying to do it in a time period that was so new metal heavy in which there was pretty little art except for bands that had established themselves, you know, like Tool. Yeah. And there were other pop-up bands that were coming up. And I don't mean any disrespect to like bands like Chevelle, but I saw a roll call of twenty five guys with dual rectifiers and tattoos show up. A dual rectifier is an amplifier. Keep going. Yes. That, that was that sound, <laughs> that,
0: that rock sound right. at the time. But right. is it?
3: Right. And, and, and I've listened, and you know me personally. You know that yeah. I have. we all have a pretty elaborate musical backgrounds. You know, right. We won't share all of them because some of them are in the... Uh... Porn, but yeah. it's okay. Keep going. Exactly, right. So ultimately, <laughs> I realized I was like trying to niche my way into a spot that was right. fairly vacant. And what you said is that the, you know, the sky's the limit. The, and what Jared had said is we kind of sat back. We're like, the restrictions were mental. You know what I mean? It was really trying to get that the restrictions are always mental. Yeah, yeah it was right. the duality of your art versus what you wanted to do for a career. So Yeah, the career thing fucks it
0: up. And the and the weird backward is look at who still has careers. Bjork. Like Bjork's got a great career right yeah, now. Everybody I'm killing it. everybody in the church. all the people are like, oh the fucking that's so stupid. This is what you need to do. I, you, know, all the, you know, when the critics... My favorite uh, thing is when, you make, when when someone I know makes an album and they put it out, then some local critics, their version of the, re- the album review is basically, let me tell you how if you changed, you could be famous. Like, number one, they know, which they don't. And number two, like, this idea of being famous is the only reason why they made the goddamn album in the first place, which it wasn't. All those things... Björk comes out with an album and you didn't know who she was. What's that reviewer going to do? They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? You make <laughs> mouth noises and there's a the sound of surgery going on in the background. <laughs> this is never going to make any money. But 30, fucking 40 fucking years later, the woman has a career. The interesting, who are the interesting directors? Who are the directors that have the long careers? Fucking Tarantino. Right. Fucking uh, uh Scorsese is an example. These people were outliers yeah. when they came out. That's David Lula. Lynch. David fucking Lynch. Yeah. You know, but you can start once you start doing this, you realize, okay, who are the people that are like the flavor of the day people that are doing the right thing? We're gonna do a Brady Bunch movie. Let's get that guy. Right.
6: Michael Bay.
0: No, but- oh. Oh, you beat me. <laughs> But the point is, but uh, there's and you know, he's kind of a reverse outlier, which is you know he still does actually have the career, but but playing it up the middle is the instant win, but there's no length, there's no career to that, there's no staying power. Interestingly, fucking Les Claypool has a career, Right? right? still right that's what i'm saying it's like and and you're like you put that dude in front of your average record reviewer like oh that's cool it's kind of neat but that's never gonna last you know what's really gonna last that chevelle band they sound good and they look good and they have the look and the feel and they've got everything again i'm not shitting on this but but because it's right and it's that it's that third uh uh what's the movie set that i like um the decline of western civilization it's that third one where you look at the dude and he's like i can't not make it i've got everything i look good i feel like i got the i got it right i sound good that's i sing good yeah. it's the second one yeah. damn it but the metal years, the metal years. The metal <laughs> years one, right that one and you're like you're right you have done everything according to the t of what commercial success is. but you know who doesn't fucking care art with a capital fucking a doesn't fucking care and that's the shit that lives yeah True. Yep. weird right and you you can't rationalize it by going well you know who's really arty and big because you were still listening to fucking bohemian rhapsody which was a weird fucking
2: song when it came out yeah. still is you know i know i know right it's seductive though like when i picked up a guitar i wanted to be a rock star yeah i mean i didn't care i wasn't thinking girls i was just thinking yeah, I want to play in front of 10,000 people. Fuck yeah. I See that's run it, just run around with call my it shirt out. This, off this is beautiful. Have long hair. And this is as good a motivation as any. And that was part of my motivation. Yeah. And then once the kind of music took hold, that it didn't matter if that happened. It fulfilled a higher need than, you know, making money or making fame. And I think now I just, I want to make awesome shit. And when we get on stage and we play our best, if people connect with what we're doing... Which they invariably do when you guys are playing. We yeah. win. Yeah. It's like being on a football team that never loses.
0: Fuck that. That's right, man. It's like being on a football team that never loses. You have control over the win and loss right in your hands, right? You just go and do it. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a cool analogy, right? So when you play n- now... are you? Oh, oh, let's pull it all the way around. You played a song at the beginning of the uh, uh, podcast. So that song... Will at some point end up on stage? Is that what we're saying? It's been on stage. It has been, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. How did it feel when you played it?
2: Good on stage. <laughs> oh, wow. was at the Red Hook.
0: That was at the Red Hook. Yep.
2: Yep. Felt really good. Oh, yeah.
0: Is there? Is there a? Is the? Is is there a, like a, a, a? Are you compelled to make new songs on stage as well as? Obviously, you're compelled to write them. Compelled to play them. For me, it's always been when that happens, I can't wait to try to. Try it out To yeah. like bring it out Do you write the song For that role Or you I'm, I'm pretty sure That you already answered That question No you just write the song Because you write the song Well
3: no I mean I've got a point now You know It's changed It's been different Personally for me Like ultimately now If I'm writing out I have two things That I want to occur Because the fact is Is that if the industry Or the scene Is limited And we are in an in a environment Where we have to Create it ourselves And do the fish thing That sounds wonderful You know that's great I've always been A huge album appreciator regardless right, of whatever beautiful. industry created the album you know like i always felt like that was the craft
0: live performance so is important. like
3: uh, you mean like a, a a group of songs album is that yeah. what you mean by album well yeah, yeah. yes the recording process do, do oh, you, okay i get you right. one thing that i've personally not enjoyed about a lot of recent um either r&b hip-hop popular music or rock popular music is the templates are getting out of control and they're incredibly simple right. if you listen to a band that's like within the yep. chevelle yep. Um, format <clears throat> zero, zero verb on vocals Compressed heavy guitars. Drums sound exactly the same way, and then you go and listen to, like, um, what is it, uh, Disturbed. Th- th- you can find differences, but I find that there is a very limited threshold of what whoever magical producer will accept yeah. in that band. So for me, albums are important. So now when I write, I'm like, I would like to get it to tape, and I would like to not rush, but be efficient. It would be nice to be able to actually have a produced artistic experience yeah. in a studio. Right. The dual role of that is I love to play out. And I would love to have those songs that have been realized become being played out. What, you, whether or not we get the studio time is, is of little importance. So for us, what right. is practical, what's at hand, is getting the songs done and getting to play.
0: When you play them, do you attempt to, is, is that the point, is to try to replicate the sound that you're going to get on the uh,
3: no. in the recording? I, I think, no, I see them as different. I don't think we choose to stray. It's just, it's a different animal. You know, if we could get a live, the best live take on tape, then I think we'd be happy if we could then produce that and make it a little bit more arty, a little bit less restricted. And I speak I, for myself personally.
6: I, I think that's definitely been, been something, and Rob drives that a lot, that there's this kind of di- difference between a live version and a, and a studio version because the studio version really has that kind of production value and that trying to get a certain vibe out of it, but also that so you You can't always recreate that recorded vibe in a live setting Mm -hmm. with live instruments and stuff like that. And sometimes you shouldn't have to. You know, you shouldn't always have to have backing tracks and stuff like that. There's a time and place for that. But So having that kind of difference, I think we've been doing that a lot in recent years. Is just saying, okay, so this is going to be how we play it live. But, you know, we're going for this vibe. If we record it, you know, we might add this or... Treat it in some certain way, and I, I think that's been cool because it's a little liberating because we know that you can take the same song and and apply it in two different fashions. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And this, you, this, you can be precious in the studio and reckless on the stage.
3: Yeah.
0: So I mean, a lot of people will. will you know, just traditionally say the stages about uh, energy more than necessarily the, the specific thing that's happening. Is that ring true with you guys as well?
3: I think it's a blend. It's a thing. I, I, I don't know. Ultimately you, you will know it when it's happening and you will know it when it's not. And it's never going to be one thing or the other, unless all you're going to go see is hotness. Right. If it's hotness, yeah, you're all set, but right. you're not going to know what, what, how it mixes together and when it occurs. You'll know if you're seeing something that's, you know, where are you guys, where are
0: you guys with, uh, with, with writing now? Do you have a bunch of new material?
3: Four um, tunes are being actively worked, and there's stuff that's coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we usually keep it down to three or four. We don't usually have seven unfinished ideas. Does
0: that mean that the, that other than those four, everything else has been recorded? and Nothing's sort of-
3: been recorded of new material yet, right?
0: Nobody mean like, hey, you know, there, is, there, is there another seven before the four? Or
2: you know what no. I'm getting at? No, everything up until those four has been recorded. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. Cool. I'm sorry. Right, yeah. right, right. So this, this yeah, is we're, sort we're of working the on a album. body of right. work right, right yes. now. Yeah. probably EP
0: lengthish. What does that mean? So like four songs or <laughs> sure, three four
1: songs. I mean, that's am I kind pushing? Of thing, right, five solid gold <laughs> singles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five right. solid gold singles. A double right. album right. after that. Right. Hits. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> double, double live. It's double live. It's twenty two tracks. Yeah, double live is yeah. different. Yeah.
0: Jared. You know, that done we done could like do that with like years. a
3: case of booze and a weekend. <laughs> Just got to drop a few standards. No, but have I mean, you ever? Go ahead. Have you made a live album?
6: No, no. no. The, the, you, la, the last one we did was—it's uh, clearly not live, but it was closest to. It It was the though, closest right? to it because we've we've over the years, uh, most of the recordings have been very like piece by piece by piece by piece, and we did like. We kind of recorded in a room live, not to a click for the first time ever, right. uh, which was a new experience. So, I mean, that was the- I'm I'm tearing up emotionally just a little bit. Uh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, I think I- Duncan hates the click. I hate the. I think we well, mean, I mean most of the time you know yeah. I, I, as, as a drummer when, it, when I was younger I'd be like um, uh, yeah, I don't do the click you know I'm, right. you know, I'm a drummer right. and then I realized my I, I don't have good time so
0: I don't know that you can throw your drumming all away like that
6: in one sentence but, but go on it, but for the recorded <laughs> set, well for the recorded thing because like I noticed one thing in, the, in that last recording that we did we, without it I was like oh shit I, I, I rushed the end of that chorus i could tell yeah,
0: do you guys ever hear the songs you know like we want the funk no, 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 or but, cut the
6: cake or pick so, up the pieces
0: those fucking things are all over the goddamn place oh They're no no, no and, and i love not that i'm not, close, I'm, not right? I'm not like
6: pro or anti click yeah, but just, you can dance to anything yeah sure. just just for our our stuff like it was like it, one yes. of those things where i was like oh right <laughs> yeah. i can't play perfect time you know and it was it's cool to explore that and yeah. and Never mind. I know. Don't never mind. I totally get what you're saying.
0: We that, also have.
1: But I mean, the point of that is that in the the last recording we did, we did not do it to the click, right? right. And right. we just right. we rocked just, it out downstairs in the barn, and then did overdubs after the fact. Yeah, right.
6: it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was the most. I don't want to call it raw, but it was the most raw. You could say like organic. It yeah, kind absolutely. of came together it, all at it, one it, time. It right? felt more organic and less put together and tried to be more natural if that's a right word sure yeah Yeah.
3: and Jarrett's also i think remember we're talking about whatever song he is i mean it's not going to be off par for course to think that it was probably the third or fourth take right so there is never we there has never been in the last six months six years excuse me like a comfort where he has been able to go through a four song ep and said yes that's the drums i know it I've heard scratches, so we've always been working on an efficiency level, and we have to accept it because it's just the way our lives are, right? Right, right. right. So th- I think I, I think we would all enjoy live recording more. It's just the one key ingredient missing is to not go too long, to not go too short, but to get into a room similar to this, and to feel a complete peace without any time, <laughs> yeah. in the background.
0: Yeah, I'm not even I'm not talking about that. I mean, literally, like you're playing in front of an audience and you record it, and, oh, like- and you walk to the mic and go. We want you to want
4: me. (laughs) Me. Wait, that wasn't live,
0: though. I know that's why so it's So what funny. the fuck, man? No, I mean really though. I mean, but literally just going and playing one of the shows and recording it and saying that's the album. Yeah, we,
6: we, uh, we've actually had the the the, you know, the uh we've had tons of of board recordings that right. that, you know, are, are from Barry. Well, Board uh, recordings are fantastic. No, but he's at, it's not live right? though. But right? it, it's a different thing to make actually make the album cuz he's not recording
0: it for the recording's sake. He's recording something that he made for the
6: uh, for the house sake. Right. Some, yeah, but no, no. Sometimes he goes, it's not just a board recording. Sometimes he'll go a little further. Oh, okay, cool. He'll multi track it. it and mix it Yeah, he'll
4: multi track it. So he'll,
3: he'll send us so you, his mixes. Hey, so you, you totally guys- want to release that? No. No. Why not? Because <laughs> we've never been on a consistent enough tour schedule where you could say, all right, we, a, we are in a pattern now. No, but I, don't, I just want to hear it. Yeah, that's cool. You can want to hear it, but you want to also be at a level. You don't want to go not play for two months and then have that one show in, a, in an environment. No, you're no, not. no, no, no. I'm just saying I, I
0: would love to hear an album of a compilation of all of your cool board recordings.
3: Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm not tracking you. Sure. Today, I'm, sorry. Well, yeah, instead, not, I'm not tracking you too well today. I'm no, there. no, that's all good. No,
0: no I mean, that, I just would. I'm just saying it would be really cool. Uh, you see what I mean? That's what I mean by being free to do anything. You really don't have any more... limitations at all you could just get a bunch of people to all hold their i-fucking phones up and then just take that whole thing and add it to the board recording and all of a sudden you have a video it's like there's no i'm not i'm not saying you should give up your production value but i'm saying the opportunity is all there
2: now yeah you don't need a label you don't need a distributor you don't need to print plastic or make album art you You can just do what you want and go here it is
3: It's kind of a theme, it seems like, and it seems true in a lot of bands. It's like the industry police are gone.
4: The, yeah
0: the, the and, uh, but uh, and, and everybody
3: yeah. is psychologically still putting themselves into their own boxes.
0: Yeah and don't and, and I'm not putting this on it's going you could misunderstand my comment as I'm putting this on you. No, I'm not you. but I'm saying a lot of people will then go with no cops I don't have a gig anymore. Right. Like the the whole point of the gig was to rail against the man. You take the man away and there's just nothing left. Right. There's no you're not, you know, then you, you know, that's why you, 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 have all the, you still can still fucking listen to Bad Brains. Right. They weren't railing yeah. against the idea that I can't have a three and a half minute song or they were just <laughs> railing, right? It's like, yeah. it has a nothing to do with the the man at all. They're just fucking going for it. Right. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting, I mean, obviously we could talk about that shit all day. So you said you got four going, uh, at some point we should probably wrap this together. Are you going to play another one? Like, how can you possibly do that? We can- we're all relaxed, drinking scotch and. <laughs>
3: and chill. Um, rip a shorty. Let's rip a shorty and do a uh, yeah, and then come there back. Chat. We got two sure for
0: you. And rip and yeah, well, so you want to play some a uh, short thing right here, and then you want to come back and talk a little more.
1: Yeah, let's got, do it. Let's, let's go. Material. That's what rip a shorty means. I don't know. <laughs> 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 no one knew until right now. Hot wieners. <laughs> Hot wieners.
0: <laughs> so. Let's see how to do this. Uh, yeah, okay. So these guys are going to walk upstairs. Uh, the recording equipment is upstairs. It's a little different. to Remind everybody, we're not in the, the barn you see in those uh, the pictures all the time. We're in uh, in Bob's studio, BB3 studio. Um, and uh, Frobes is going to go in there. And could you, uh, Bob? Do you know if you did you hit record already? I did not. Okay, great. Uh, you can probably just click it, and you got to tell us when it's all red. And, uh, cool. So I'll talk a little bit more. So, uh, Nate, you want to walk up to the mic here? Have a seat? Yes, sir. you go get those headphones on? Yes. Hello, Nate Hastings. What's so, uh, it's really nice of you to come down and take the pictures. You've been, uh, obviously you have a photography business, yes?
7: Yep, yeah, com.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. com.
7: Do a lot of work with, uh, Chris Hislop and the Five Spot. Yeah, um, you actually a took a of picture bands? of me
0: for the Five Spot, which is one of my favorite pictures ever, although... Uh, it's so honest sort of looking.
7: It's a, it's weird. <laughs> hey, that, yeah. That's a good sign right there that it's time for us to stop talking and let the... Well, starts. actually not. Actually, oh, uh, hang love. on.
0: You know what's going to have to happen here? I think I'm going to have to run in the other room and check the uh, recording. So uh, maybe you guys could, uh, could carry the patter for just a second. Yeah. Uh, do you guys actually know each other? Like, We've been at Eric the, the, the and yeah, Christmas swap. That yep,
7: does. yeah. No, we uh, we've met several times at the uh, the annual um, <laughs> new Newfields Fields, Yankee, Yankee gift swap, gift swap that uh, has not been in Newfields for probably a good like ten years. Yeah, yeah.
5: Are you going this year?
7: Um we'll see, so uh, sort of the big thing right now is my wife is going to have twins in uh, January or February. Well, congratulations. Thank you. yeah. so um, I was just telling Julie the other day when the invites came out that is right in the danger zone, so um, it's a we're a we're a huge maybe.
0: <laughs> All right, looks like we have some recording, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, screen, when are we ready? Savage! Savage AF! That stands for Air Force, right? That's what I
7: told all my students, at least.
0: <laughs> Savage AF, walking down. Goodness, that was like just a, a, a blast of energy. What is Short that called?
3: Short uh, sweet. Right now it's called The Furies.
0: The Furies? Yeah. Wow, are there uh, obviously no lyrics yet? Is that? Does yeah. everything
3: get lyrics? Oh yeah, that will get lyrics. That heavy uh, syncopated part will probably be the chorus because I've tried it and I can hold notes over that uh, the,
0: uh, the, the triple part that
3: part yeah exactly so we'll see I wow. call it the furious because I don't have a really a concept yet for lyrics so we'll make it myth- mythological yeah something that's safe fuck yeah entertaining and writing so s-
0: how did that one come together Bob you were uh, driving to work
2: no uh, <laughs> Rob said <laughs> that riff that I got this thing and he played it And then I played it, and we played it. And uh, we just, that kind of the technical complicated part that kind of closes it out, it just kind of stewed for a while. So every rehearsal, we play that, and it was like 15 seconds long. We go, let's play it again. And then we play it. All right, let's play it again. And then I'd say, all right, it's done. That's the song. Right. We can do whatever we want, right? And, uh, And then it kind of grew a little bit, and it grew a little bit, and now it's 45 seconds long. And it might eventually get to three minutes, but if it only makes it to 90 seconds, I'm okay with that.
1: (laughs) I should
3: have played it a couple more times. (laughs) 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 The Riff's been around since 2004. Wow. Wow. That one thing. So I was basically, 12 years old. Yeah, it's been around forever. I use it as an exercise. You it's got pretty pubes. S- I was going to say, pretty soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty soon, it's going to go out and fuck another riff yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it
3: won't be long, you, and you'll have to decide
0: whether you're proud or disappointed. Nah,
3: it'll be fine. It's <laughs> taken take it long enough. Now it will always be a proud moment. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's 90 seconds or longer, you'll be okay. Five right? minutes of that one rev.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, you guys it's it's a knockout to just be able to just just walk upstairs, kill it, come down, just go kill it. You know, something was dead. That's for sure. (laughs) This is a really sweet setup that you have here, Bob. I mean, uh, I know you don't record here quite as much. You moved on to uh, another business. But, uh, you know, looking around, you got this really great sort of isolation booth look. This is in in basically what, you know, obviously was at one point a barn barn. And uh, it's got a nice loft. And that's where these guys are walking upstairs uh, and playing. You have the stuff set up and all mic'd up upstairs. It's a good place for the drums. The drums sound great up there. I'm guessing they probably sound good down here too, but if you hit them really hard, they probably make a big noise, right? So well, they
2: sound good downstairs too. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And there's the the back of the barn is set up like a control room. There's like a wood stove, and you guys have the you got the Christmas tree going and the whole thing. So it's a it's a it's a pretty sweet sweet setup to be to be playing on. You say you guys verse on on like well one once a week kind of thing. Yeah, I usually. How does say that it. actually work? Do you always work on new material, or you just come in and be like, "Fuck it, guys, let's just go play the greatest hits." comes
3: down to demands we don't usually play to play so ultimately we'll basically go for uh new material or if we have a show coming up we'll um practice those songs right try to fold in a new idea but usually it's new material mm-hmm. do you make up like the set list and the whole thing ahead of time do you do that
0: kind of thing or are you just kind of yeah usually we
2: practice the set list yeah and then uh even sometimes we'll practice transitions you know right. this song into this song into this song we'll run it like like we're gonna do it live right mm.
0: So, Jerry, you did the uh, RPM thing a couple of times. Did you just do this recently again?
2: Yeah. I'm I've, sorry.
0: I, I didn't follow this one. No, I, well, I, I, I've, yeah, I've, done, I've done it every year. Ago, yeah? I had
6: one year uh, where my uh, second son was born where I, I took it off, but I've been doing it every other year. And uh, I, I pretty much spend all year writing for it and um, you know, coming up with concepts. So how, how,
0: many, uh, how many albums of material have you done? I've done uh,
6: six. Jesus. That's a lot of material that's amazing and i i have uh i've been writing furiously for this coming one uh so i have february right for for february i have about 20 songs right now so i'm going to call that down to about nine or
0: ten is that your thing you try to put together
6: a large number and then pick out this is the first time i've done that Mm -hmm. um i usually just get to the you know get about 10 songs over the course of the year and then i can put it together in february but this this year i was kind of Wanted to really step it up and and choose from a, a, a you know a, a better sort of songs. So, right.
0: There's a traditional uh, sort of an old record producer approach. Back when, like in the '70s, one of the points of those uh, that 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 has to be called out is that you, in order to get an album out and onto the radio and out to where young Jarrett could hear it, well, in the '70s, but. Um, would be you'd have to have already been vetted by so many different things. At that point, a development deal probably went down where they're going to pull someone in. They're not going to make a record right away. you are going to put you on the road with someone else. And you're going to try to work the songs together. And you do all this work before you ever get to the point where you're recording. It's very different than now where pretty much everybody can just begin recording right at the moment of inception. But that old school concept was, let's just write as much as we can, and then the producer and the record label and stuff will say, well, let's go ahead and work on these songs here, and that'll make an album. So it's interesting you're taking that same kind of approach. What, how do you know what it is that you're going to end up with? Like, when you listen to those 20, how do you go, well, these are the 10? Is it because just your favorite, or are you trying yeah, to make the one, a
6: bouquet? Or? The ones that resonate the most, um, you know... Uh, and it's always I that's fi- awesome, but that doesn't actually mean anything. So, please. <laughs> well, for for me, the the one the ones that the ones that are like this, yeah, like this song, f- just it came together more naturally, and I, okay. it, it doesn't feel forced. Like I'll, I'll have doesn't some, feel forced, yeah. Like I'll know I'll, I'll be like, all right, I have like nine songs written so far. These two are eh. They just they don't feel as good. They feel kind of forced. They have a verse and a chorus, but they're not great. I just don't. I'm not loving them. So they'll get. You know, replaced over the years, and it's always like a. I also also find like it's a reaction from year to year. So like one year I'll do it, and I'll, I'll kind of listen to that record back, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, I did a, I didn't like this part of it, and I'll kind of correct it for the next year or, year, or yeah, overcompensate, and so it's always like this kind of correction from year to year, and and uh, like last year I think stuff was just a little too bland for me, so mm. like I really wanted to go kind of darker and more get some more dissonant things going on. So, th- and that will be like, you know, and then maybe the next year is like, Oh, I want to, you know, go the opposite of that. But it's, right. it's always that kind of transition from year to year. So it's, that's what makes the cut. You end
0: up actually playing in uh, most of the stuff and singing all of it, right?
6: Yeah. I, I, it's, I do just virtually everything. And, and then, uh, I've, I've had the fortune of calling in like Rob, uh, did a solo on the previous year's one, right. uh, Darren Haw has helped me out on some stuff. Uh, Bob's always help, um, helped me on, please help, uh, fixed him a, a number of things <laughs> from a production level. I, in the background, he's like the Wizard of Oz, kind of like uh, right. fixing you know, my mistakes in the background. So I, I've, had, I've had the fortune of having some pretty cool people help me out.
0: So you're making it happen this year? You're, yeah, it, Bob's absolutely. trying to give you the oh, best
6: bump. Okay. Um, <laughs> so definitely yeah definitely it's I'm, happening again. Yeah. yeah it's just one of those things and like i know only a small amount of people are going to hear it and i don't care right it's something very yeah. self-fulfilling for me you yeah. know
0: yeah so what else is happening for rpm this year bob you've been kind of out of this thing like bob I'm is going bob, to Bobby publicly
2: volunteered to yeah. record drums for anchorage drift oh, for RPM. very
0: nice
6: is well i'm sorry i didn't ask you the is that the artist's name I I dropped it because it sounded weirdly pretentious unintentionally um, so I've been going under my, my own name for the last couple of years but it's yeah I, the previous name was the Anchorage Drift which was kind of Stupid, but
3: well, it's <laughs> sounds, only stupid if like you say line. it, yeah. Like it's that. only stupid to you.
6: Well, <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, if I you want- go, The Anchorage Drift, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is how you just said exactly. it, exactly.
0: You could just say, Yeah, Anchorage Drift, that's the name of the thing. It, and it it's was all cool again. It
6: was originally supposed to be like, you know, I do this, and it was oh, yeah. not like, Hey, yeah. this is one person playing playing all the parts, but this is this is a band. This is a band playing an album that was that was supposed to be the not like I was making. You're that up, in super good company there. There's but, a lot of people. You know who is the band that you and I have arguments about
0: every time, but I always forget. Is it Todd Rundgren? Who is it that you hate that I absolutely adore?
6: St- oh, Sting. 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 Yeah. All right. Uh, no. 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 And and, and I'll, I'll say this. I did, did love, I just say that out loud? I love <laughs> and hate Sting equally. Like. This, like he's like my fave one of my favorites, and I hate him. Right. I it, it, I have this weird dichotomy with him. Like it's I grew not up that listening. Weird.
5: And, I totally get
6: it. Yeah, it's like I love the police, and I like I have all his solo records, and I hate the shit out of the guy. You know, it's like right, 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 right. right. It's such a totally it's great when he pay,
1: plays the bass, but it sucks when he plays the lute. Right. It's yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Right. You're like you're like why you're so great, but you
3: suck. Jared, Jared has identified in an artist that massive amount of success where you really can do no wrong right? until that, you do.
0: We did have that conversation, and but that wasn't do. the person I'm thinking of. I'll uh, think about okay. it when we're talking about it. We had something a, a lot Todd more, Rundgren. someone we were just like really could, I couldn't believe you didn't like them. And then you were like, I hate that shit. But I, whatever, I don't want to go off to it. So other people for RPM, what else is happening? Well, so Let me just call it a while. You, you actually started a, a bike bi- You You joined your brother's bike business and you guys together have, Gone completely bananas and it's expanded. Been two and,
2: years of bonkers. Oh my
0: goodness! Talk after about success. Christmas, yeah,
2: I'm gonna hopefully have a lot of time to make some music oh, that's happen. Great. Are
0: so. you are you thinking mm-hmm. about RPMs?
2: I'm thinking about RPMs.
0: I love. It's funny. I, I RPM the the challenge we talked about on the podcast a zillion times. To see during one month, month of February, everybody writes. What is it? Thirty minutes, ten songs, whatever it is. It's like a a, a loose sort of organization of this. There's really no reason why you can't just write music. But for whatever reason, it seems compelling, especially around here. This is where it started, is in Portsmouth. It became a worldwide kind of thing. That you're part of this sort of energy of everyone during February all just doing this thing. Maybe it's like a shared pain or something. I don't know how you look at it. Something uh, to do in the dark yeah. of winter. I guess. I guess. But but at this point, it's almost like, what, what's, what are you doing for RPM? What are you doing? So I guess... Are you are you preparing to do something? I mean, you're going to record some things. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm hoping we can get some casings action this year. What? The, the case, oh shit! The casings have been. Uh, Heck yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so that's the natural casings. The fans yeah, of the podcast know what we're talking about. People who are not fans. Don't know. For, we've been brining. Yeah, been for brining. A years. He's
3: got an album name already ready to go.
4: <laughs>
0: what is that? Do you? We don't have to say it. it's all good. You're all right, holding it so. together. That's all good. You're holding it together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, how many, how, like many, to- how many natural casings albums are there? Let's remind. Th- them there are some. six,
2: six. But you know, when you
0: have six albums, you have enough to make a greatest. You hits should. Album. Yeah, that would I be
2: actually. called prime cuts.
0: <laughs> 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 the natural casings. For those who are not listened on the previous podcast, uh, could someone please describe the natural casings in three sentences using only stereotypes?
2: Cuisine rock, stylistic parody, mostly about food. Lots of sexual innuendos, celebrities, and Phil Collins, celebrities, <laughs> celebrities, and Collins. Collins,
1: Collins, Collins.
0: We could completely disagree on Phil Collins, maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's fantastic. So, so okay. So, if you guys were going to do a. Can I just say Casings record? Is that yes? Casings. So f- It's so much more pretentious than the Anchorage drift. It's so,
6: <laughs> so 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 pretentious. Just a Casings record. Yeah, the Jar Jar Banks You know what I? Uh, <laughs> Mesa like music.
0: <laughs> One of my pet peeves is. When someone who is uh, an obviously the celebrity who's on the stage that everyone paid to see, so like the rock star type goes up and goes, this is from an album called, and then they say the name of the album, as if every fucking person in the audience didn't know the album's name. Anyway, so you're, there you are, the casings. You're going to do an album. Uh, seriously, is there is there a preparation, or do you guys just like walk in on February first and go, let's fucking do this?
2: We yes. walk in on February first and we basically sit we were- around with instruments and go, let's write something. I usually have we a write-
5: bagel with cream cheese while these guys like play instruments, and I sit there and think of stupid things to write about. And- it's a
1: lot of heavenly donuts, coffee,
5: yeah. Burritos for Lur. Burritos,
1: yeah. No mosquitoes. mosquitoes, yeah. So this so it starts with the purchase of the bagel. It starts with February number one, yeah. and then everyone has to get in on the the uh the RPM challenge tip. Right. Yeah. And then you get it done.
2: Yeah, we usually just sit around, uh hammer out an arrangement. Some of the arrangements are you know, three minute songs that are written in two minutes. And then uh Froberg will hammer out a chart and we'll do live tracking of instruments and uh, we'll try and get all the instruments and arrangements for 10 songs in like a two or three day weekend and then everyone will serious face that
0: obviously been, you you benefit from this you're, not only are you' choosing to do it, but like the benefit wh- where how do you how can you define the benefit of getting everything done in two days other than just it got done in two days?
2: well, then we have uh twenty six or twenty five days to do the hard part, which is hammer out lyrics and get vocals done
1: <laughs> and the rest of it too I mean it's yeah. mixing and everything too and
2: hard. it's it's pretty chaotic and it's pretty weird it's like but what, it's fun as hell. Yeah, right?
1: I mean, it's it's you know, at a certain point, it's hanging out with your friends and having a good time and doing a thing.
2: Some so. of the songs start by, "I got this weird instrument at a yard sale." <laughs> yeah, let's <Frequently>. let's <laughs> do this, <laughs> right. and then all of a sudden we Bridge got pull my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pull my pork.
1: Yeah, pull my pork. Yeah, Adahar. That's a it's a late period natural case and classic baroque. <laughs> it's the blue period. So and just uh, the yellow period
5: and
0: and and the and the uh, and the and the songs are going to usually end up being meat themed
1: almost all frequently food themed. I mean, not always. There's love songs. Yeah, some of the love songs are you know meat related, but yeah,
5: veiled uh, food references. Absolutely, drug overdosing
6: and goats to go.
5: Goats to go.
3: Nitrite nuendo. See, that's the thing.
6: (laughs) These guys do this like. They, they write it all and record it all during the month. Really, like, the total RPM spirit of the thing. And every year they come up with, like, not one, but a handful of very super memorable songs that are awesome. Like, the whole thing is awesome. But, I mean, like, to, to have, like, memorable songs that will carry through... Like afterwards is pretty is pretty special, so it's it's. I always look forward to when they come out. I I don't know how you guys do it. Well, I honestly awesome.
0: believe I honestly believe that setting setting this is serious again. Uh, uh, that setting a reason setting an, an expectation, not a reasonable expectation, in the audience successfully, and then fulfilling that expectation is the basic formula for how entertainment, how successful entertainment works. So if it says puppet show and you make a puppet show, and something interesting happens during the puppet show, you, you can guarantee that entertainment will happen. It may not be the best puppet show ever or whatever, but that's like your basic framework. One of the things I like about the concept of this whole natural casings thing is that just everything about it is focused on a very simple concept. These are the songs. They're going to be about bacon and shit, and we're going to make them really fast, and everybody who's in the band, anybody who plays on the shit can do the shit. Like, you're, you're gonna. everybody is already a good a musician. So by setting that expectation, straightforward right there, and then hitting it over and over again, you have entertainment, right? So whether it's memorable or not or all that kind of stuff, I really like that, even though I'm kind of overthinking something very simple. It's, you said it, if you want a ska show, you go to the ska show, they play ska, everybody jumps up and down, you drink fucking bad beer, and everybody goes, I'm happy. It's, the, it's when, you, you, when you have that undefined expectation, things get weird. When you set a ridiculous expectation up and you don't live up to it, things get weird, right? You know, it's when you start comparing yourself with people you probably shouldn't be comparing yourself with, you can't live up to it, things get weird, right? So I think that's one of the things I love about RPM is you can usually tell what the expectation is that people seem to put up that, that, that armor right up the top. I'm gonna record it all myself, and it was only in a month. But here, listen to it anyway. You know, it kind of takes away that vulnerability of going, "Oh, really? Is that all you could do?" Right. You this know, is the best I've got. To offer. That's a. Is that the best you have to offer? Right. It's like, well, you have this built-in sort of expectation drop. Right. You know. Right. Oh, what about you? Do you end up? Do you end up
3: doing RPM? It's not your thing. I've only done one, in which I basically had borrowed a mic from Bob back when I was. a... <laughs> in a uh, strange apartment and i basically forced myself to track 38 minutes of acoustic music that was completely off the cuff and altered tuning and it was fun i, I love this shit it was fun I, I that was a really love, really awesome
0: album oh, listen nice. listen to people talk uh, it's i love this shit i love this shit forced uh, so like one of uh, my probably my favorite, favorite but one of my favorite uh, favorite film composers uh ennio morricone right yeah. and so is the guy you write the early Spaghetti Westerns and all that. And it's funny because this one guy goes, takes a fucking Fender guitar, takes his pick and puts it all the way. I'm sure he did it or the guitar player did it. Put it all the way down by the bridge, which in violin is, you know, sur le pont, right? It's, like a, it's actually a classical technique. Mm-hmm. Plugs it into a twin, turns the spring reverb all the way up and goes like, and all of a sudden, forever, in at least the American mind, you hear the sound like that, and it's like, oh, well, that's a cowboy movie. Right. Like, that is, could not be more simple. Just do this. That's it. That's all you need. And then you want to throw in a harmonica? Is it done? That's all you need to do. Two fucking little instruments defines an entire genre of material. The reason why he continues, for me, to be so brilliant is he can take limits himself to nothing. Yeah. Like fucking fistful of dollars, uh, my favorite one's uh, "Once Upon a Time in the West It's like uh, like three or four strings, a bunch of Chinese cymbals, a harmonica, and a dude with a guitar. And a bunch of people will go like, oh, oh, "Oh, probably because you ran out. It's like, I need something. everybody go, ha oh, 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 oh. Can you write a, you know one of the greatest soundtracks of all time? Sure, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So when you limit yourself like that, you go, you know what? Here's a one mic, here's my guitar, I'm gonna fucking do this all right. I guarantee you there's going to be fucking beautiful art in there somewhere,
3: yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It actually happened too fast because it was all thirty eight minutes and then of course, you think, well, I should do this every night, well, but you guys which are... I, which I did not you guys thrown it all you
0: guys to a man in the room all are great musicians, so when you force someone into the corner you're like that that rat trying to fight out of a corner, you have to like twelve minutes in you're still calculating, but you're still going for it right, and it's it's that's I think that's fucking magic shit.
3: So I've got I've got pressure on myself to do something. I just don't know what it will be. I'm not prepping for it.
0: Thirty nine minute guitar solo?
3: No, it won't be that. It's fine. <laughs> if you know, I, I hope to sing and actually do songs. But we'll find out. Well, that's. I mean, that's completely. I'm not I'm not trying to guide
0: it, but I no, just I can't thirty nine. I, I can't get more excited over those that that unbelievable limitation. Put the the that tight limitation on. Yeah. That's it. Can you do the greatest thing? And sometimes that 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 forced suffering or
6: whatever ends up just bringing out the, the really coolest shit so and, and Joe, okay. briggs's rpms yes are unbelievable yes, like mm-hmm. off, off
2: the wall
6: Un <laughs> fucking believable,
2: saturated <laughs>
6: so, like this how about this because of the fans
0: of the podcast are five fans uh we're actually <laughs> all, all joking aside we're actually uh surprised i'm surprised so many people <clears throat> listen to the podcast with no This is all word-of-mouth stuff, we're in a number of countries and all that. So thank you very much, everybody who listens, all joking aside. Uh, Joking back on, uh, one of the (laughs) favorite things to do is talk. You know I love band names. Uh, Briggs, just so that people get an idea of what you've done for the RPM, could you just run down the band names that you have had during the RPM, please?
1: Go uh i don't know Let's see. giants right. so of the wood oh oh yeah giants in the wood i think it was called okay, yeah uh the you know obviously natural casings mm. um rudy, rudy sims, sims the sars the sars the- uh i still can't
0: believe you named a goddamn band
1: that yeah you know it's a respiratory so disease yeah, it's uh, What, what SARS? The, the sars yeah oh, the rudy geez. sims stuff though yeah.
6: Is, is, oh, you mean
0: there's more than one? What are some of the names of the albums of the Rudy Sims ones?
6: Wild's uh, Wild
1: Swill. Oh, yeah. Wilds, Wild Swill. That was, yeah. That Which was, was a, a tribute one.
0: to Wesley Willis, but Correct. done by by writing goddamn like 40 songs, it, all in the Wesley Willis style, but all calling out wonderful things around Portsmouth, like landmarks and people and stuff. Yeah, Wonders it was kind of, of ranking. Don't we, Feed the Bears. The f- oh, yeah.
2: Don't Feed the <laughs> Bears. <laughs> that <laughs> was the
0: track, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's but, a Froberg favorite. Oh, I yeah, love that. Don't yeah beat the bears, both my so boys solid. to this day can sing the
0: albacore
4: Oh yeah, right? because <laughs>
6: that's like
1: probably that's, the Duncan Watson, song too. Right?
6: What are some of the other uh, Rudy Sims? So, uh, the bird know? wanking one, just from a conceptual. <laughs> oh, standpoint yeah, bird wanking. Yeah. All right, bird wanking is <laughs> from a conceptual standpoint.
1: <laughs> Why do I not know about this? You need
6: never
3: never heard mean? bird wanking,
6: bitch. Come on. <laughs>
3: D- Duncan needs to listen to the RPM. You need oh no. Boy. You
6: need to hear his stuff. You need. You need <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I, I, I thought I heard all of it, but apparently I didn't. He's bird okay. wanking. He's yeah. Bird listening. wanking. Hey, um, no, no. Conceptually, it, he t- he took he took bird calls from vinyl records, sampled them, and then put them into fucking songs like programmed. It and is
4: r- yeah. reason, <laughs> is right? <laughs> <laughs> you put them
2: into Reason. You made Reason patches and sequence yeah, yeah. bird calls. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs>
1: Is it possible for the listeners to actually hear this stuff? Sure, it's on all, all on fucking bandcamp, man. Where on bandcamp? Rudy dot RudySims.bandcamp.com.
0: RudySims.bandcamp.com. <laughs> RudySims.bandcamp.com. Yeah. You can listen all to Birds Twanking. you
1: can be disappointed. <laughs> Humble <laughs> If colors. I remember
0: correctly, you have an RPM that is done entirely on the nose flute, correct?
1: <laughs> Not entirely, but no, okay. you know, it's, uh, wow. it's a wow. Strongly feature represented nose instrument. <laughs> it's feature instrument. It's,
3: yeah, it's a showcase.
6: I I I have legitimately gotten like every every year like when I get like a little bummed out about RPM, I, I take a listen to, to the uh, the Rudy Sims stuff, and I'm like shit, man. He's like just like <laughs> totally creative shit, totally new new concept every time. Like you know, even within album, uh, which a- was
0: the uh, which was the one with you and the singer, and you played all the drums on that little drum machine. And you played all the fucking guitar at like 900 miles an hour. Was that the SARS? That was the SARS. Was the SARS. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck,
1: man. Yeah, it was the drum machine. It was like, that ripping, did it. Yeah. like death metal, bluegrass. bluegrass. Like I mean, kind right? yeah, of right. The yeah, there's certainly shit. banjo on it.
0: Yeah, we have not had an uh, it, it out of respect to the guests. I don't, you know, you don't want to talk about us um, on our podcast. And it's, it's, it, I'm very excited to be able to talk about all the shit that uh, fucking Briggs has done <laughs> because it's like, you know, to be like, hey, guests, could you just hang on while I talk about Briggs? But guy was fucking continually comes up with the thing. And now of course we made you completely <laughs> self conscious. So this you'll have to take this RPM off. Now.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna post them anymore. That's right. Like fuck <laughs> that. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's it's not, yeah. RPM China. Yeah, RPM China. That's what I'm doing up. this year. That's Start. right. It's
0: only released in China. Yeah, absolutely. You can be big in China. Yeah. He would, and he would be. In China. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. A billionaire. He would be. You'd be the lar- one of the largest people. In Large. China. Peace oh. out, screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rob, you are part of one of the other unbelievably fucking high-level recordings that I have heard in a long time the around demon. here. The fucking demon. So the demon. Uh, would someone please describe the demon in three sentences using only straight text?
1: I, I think the uh, from the one sheet it was like a technically a super group. I think is what is
3: <laughs> <laughs> from one of the articles. Or something? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's fucking awesome that, though. It's 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 like the best drummer, the best guitar player, and the fucking money master uh, dude on keyboards who I thought was a drummer personally. No, 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 no. no. He's, he's yeah, playing, great.
0: Yeah, he's playing. He's playing keyboard. Oh, I know it's because he played drums in yeah, bands, yeah. Right? Well. My plays, first
1: introduction to right. Kelly Bauer was right. as a drummer and I didn't For, know that he was just a fucking badass. One hand free he played drums in, yeah. He's fucking badass. But it's three awesome fucking musicians kicking ass. Yeah, and the dude plays the
0: bass on the left hand most of the time, right? Or and then, and then the organ with the right hand. Yeah. He like plays the bass on the keyboard on the on the So he's got the split thing going and Rob is just ripping fucking shit over the top and Honestly, I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm in love with a number of drummers around here. This is someone who has not come up before, but Steve, the drummer in that band, is the fucking money. It comes in from like a different angle as many of the other drummers that are around here. Everybody has their unbelievable skills. That guy has just like the coming in for the He used to be in like, what was he in? He was like Groove Child.
4: Groove Child and
0: Say Zuzu. Say Zuzu, yeah, right. Yep. Big fan of Steve there, too. He's a sweetheart. So you guys are, are killing are, Is that still alive? Was that just one big recording, and then you guys
1: stop?
3: It's still alive. It's just, it's basically always in flux, just because Steve, we call him Jet Pilot Steve. Steve is a... Uh,
1: but he's actually a jet pilot, right? No,
3: Steve is a legit jet pilot. Yeah. He, he has flown celebrities. He's a you know, private jet um, charter uh, pilot, so his schedule is always in flux, and... Kelly and I work, so it was always, just like many bands, it was a labor of uh, just we're friends. Let's throw it together and make music. So it's always active. Right Right. now, it's a little bit less active just because Steve's training, but always we play uh, for bigger jets. Okay, <laughs> Bigger Jet Pilot Steve right, right, right. You should have him On your podcast because I lives, would love to He have lives in Exeter podcast, so, uh, right? Yeah but um, fantastic. Yeah it's always there And we're always working We've got about so, 13 or 14 tunes That are just idling right now Is that the same kind right of thing on. Where you
0: try to say Like every whatever Tuesday night We're gonna rehearse Is that kind of thing Or how do you yeah, How do you make it
3: work Usually it's Tuesdays Or Wednesdays Pending I was just guessing the schedule it, yeah, right. But you're actually well, You nailed it So it'd be like <laughs> Thursday screen Tuesdays
0: the Right TV. If that works out Then yeah. you're gonna You're just gonna show up And that's the same kind of thing Well obviously We should have that discussion With those guys But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I would love to hear all those fucking songs come together too. Oh, you don't need to talk about it now. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll go over it with those guys. Awesome. But, uh, wow. But I was. Everybody was like, "Oh man, you're gonna like, you know, you're gonna dig the the demon. It'll be great." And uh, I already knew that Kelly was, you know, great doing his thing. Um, obviously, I'm a keyboard player. There aren't that many keyboard players. Keyboard playing is fucking. A, it's not that hard if you start when you're young, but it's <laughs> really hard to pick that shit up later on and sort of pull it together because it's such a combination of math and emotion plus you just get constantly shit on by everybody else in the band until the band gets relatively successful and they realize oh my god like everything is all revolving around all that shit <laughs> which is not really true it's really revolving <laughs> around the drummer but don't For tell him. the drummers because they they get kind of egotistical about that <laughs> plus they only have to play in the key of <laughs> so fuck them but <laughs> 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 the keyboard player needs to use all 10 fingers all the time but anyway but then I'm like, oh, it'll be great. And Bob's like, oh, wait, you're gonna love the demon. I'm like, oh, you know, Rob gonna be great. Da da da. I remember just hearing the fucking song. The first, I think it was like on the internet or something. You had like a, a video. It was that video? Oh, right. And I'm going,
4: oh
0: wow, these guys are the fucking men. Then they did like the whole thing, and you guys did the show. And I actually saw you guys uh, at the Stone Church, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, that was a, that was a cool show too. So and uh, and who was the band? Was was it? Percy, Some
3: per members of Percy Hill. Members um, of, I forget what they're it, yeah. called. The uh, Fearless Ones. Fearless Excuse me, Ones. Yeah. Fearless Ones. Yeah, that was a
0: really cool night at the Stone Church. It was real fun and and positive and and uh, what a fucking great band. Thank you. But it's a, it's a little weird watching that band too because if you don't know, if you're not a musician, you're watching, you're like, where are all those sounds coming from? You know, you're kind of <laughs> like. Because you don't see what you'd normally expect to see. It's no. A really, it's, a, it's a cool band.
3: Petrification, I think, is a good a good word for that because a lot of it's very, very free. Yeah. I love that.
0: Anyway, that's cool. So you got all that. Have we covered pretty much side projects? Are you working right now, Frobergs? Are you in between uh, between gigs? Um, doing some stuff with
5: Briggs. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Surprise.
5: It, it, with, and
1: Darren. With Darren Ha. With yeah. Former Beautiful. guest Darren yeah. Ha. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Fantastic. Uh, we got a gig coming up. Yeah. You do? Where yeah. is that? At the fucking Chit Chat, <laughs> <Chit-chat>. man.
0: <laughs> I think I think the listeners, we just lost. There they go. They're like, oh, these guys are just doing the same these goddamn thing suck. over and over
4: again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at the, really, at the Chit Chat. I well, milk. The Chit Chat's pretty awesome. I mean, it's a little better than the no, hen no, no. house. I, you know? I'm just
0: joking. It's a perfect place to go. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect. cancer benefit.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. The
0: reason yeah. why. What reason Everyone listen. Right. 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 Down. Wow. And
1: then... Uh, is that, does a, does good that act a, a good does that act show? that
0: could have a name? Is it just Aaron Har? What are you guys doing?
1: Hossum the band. I'm calling it out.
0: <laughs> is it really?
1: Well, oh, it is now. Okay, sure. Yeah. Hossum the band. I think. Do you is know it? what night
0: that is? What it's day? I
1: don't remember. Saturday. Is that January seven? Is that uh, one? Yeah, this will be yeah. out before then. This will be out before then. Nice. Yeah. Somewhere in there.
5: I'm doing some stuff with uh, the rusty shutters. Where? Ooh, playing beautiful. the same show.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the well, same, to, same the band, the different down, bass player, just different just singer, right? Up. It's like all yeah. the same people. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Right. It's a chit-chat. Oh, It's a perfect chit-chat. chit-chat. It's right. the same, really same awesome. audience, uh, too? Same. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they'll they'll still Dice be man, there. Dice Guy's yeah, there. Yeah, Dice right. Guy's there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, we'll Hydro, make a joke. Hydro but. Seed will be there. Yep, Hydro Seed will be there. That's beautiful. Is that
0: also you guys? No, no, that's a guy.
1: Yeah. He's
0: another chit-chat regular. Yep. Beautiful. All joking aside, if you are, as long as you're not too delicate, the uh, the chit chat is actually a great place to see. It's awesome. I love it. As far as like the traditional old school rock club, it's a black box. It's got the stages up high. The lights are there. Big PA. It's a little too loud. Someone's probably going to get into an argument with somebody, but there's not too much actual fighting going on. You know, it's not like it's not a biker bar kind of feel. It's a good good place to go see rock and roll if that's what you're into plus it, it's got the neon sign that says the chit chat lounge over the top you're just Man, like no it's way live, it's, cursive. It's, perfe- it's
5: cursive it's
0: perfect it's a perfect place for a selfie it's if that's not normally what you do lights. yeah if you're not normally in the uh, rock and roll club you could be like i went to a rock and roll club and you get your selfie stick out and you get that picture there so that's worth the price of going right there right get
1: yeah and usually there's no price so it's yeah. even better <laughs>
0: fantastic that's everybody we got everybody going you owe me a uh, a session by the way froberg you need to come by and we need to play you need to play drums on some shit all right let me i got some uh, stuff coming up that we'll announce soon enough but should be starting mid-january and stuff's gonna be very regular every monday morning so uh, you don't need to be here on monday morning but uh it's uh, it's we'll we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes i got to talk about it a little more with uh guys like Briggs and you, but we'll, we'll work it out. Us two guys? Cool. Yeah. So you guys have another tune. You want to play us out here? We do. All right. So I think we got this down to a science now. Somebody, hey, Nate, you want to come over and cover me for a minute while I set up the recording part? Beautiful. You guys can make fun of anyone you want right now. It's all yours. Anybody? Anybody
5: you want. I'll let you, you can take the first... Uh,
7: Oh, man, I'll take the first lead.
5: There's four strapping young lads walking upstairs.
7: Well, indeed there are. I mean, I'm glad that uh, Wise Lies Will came up because, honestly, I was telling a bunch of uh, college students about it the other day as just an example of you can literally do anything in RPM. Yeah. I I
5: carry that over to my day-to-day life. (laughs) I live by that rule.
7: Well, and the whole other thing that I love about it is, you know, yeah, you have to do 35 minutes or 10 songs, or you can just do a double album about literally everybody in Portsmouth.
0: Yeah.
5: He, he nailed it.
7: He really did. Um, my favorite is really the, uh, the outgoing part of the whale wall, where he says, <laughs> um, I can still see that whale's dick. <laughs> Rock over London. <laughs> <laughs> Rock over Portsmouth, New Hampshire. <laughs> Maybelline does a body good. <laughs> that's not how that goes. <laughs> Brilliant. So they're making noise up there. I don't know if they're going to play or what. Oh. My,
5: my, I'm, I bet they do.
7: Yeah. Oh, that's a promising sign.
4: <laughs> oh, there we go. Thanks.
0: All right, well, wow, what a crazy fucking podcast. Obviously, this one's kind of off the rails on a lot of levels, but uh, uh, I should probably just thank everybody that uh, just showed up there. Uh, Obviously, I won't run over everybody's names again, but thank you very much to everybody for doing this. Thanks to Bob for for hosting us and uh, Julie for uh, setting up a beautiful uh, situation for us there. Thanks to everybody who bought boxed wine and cool scotch and shit. And, of course, thank you very, very much to my... (laughs) Fro-bro... (laughs) <laughs> Froberg here. I, I think you're going to see this uh, this young man show up on our podcast a lot. It's it's always a cool vibe and shit.
5: Well, um, it's my pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. And we're looking over at. Uh, you may have heard the 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 cute little doggy barking before. I, I know you guys are used to hearing Jack. This was Rousey the dog, the little. Uh, I don't even know how to describe this uh, small black beauty of a dog. Uh, really sweet little uh, little thing. And and there you go. There she's jingling again. All right, so if I remember correctly, this is time for you guys to play us out. Ladies and gentlemen, the screen.